22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. You try to stop us, but you can only hope to contain us. That's what I, I'm saying to technology right now. <laughs> you Skynet? <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never been contained. <laughs> oh, boy. That, sound, that sounds a little kinky for me. Um, so, welcome. You're, so you're trying to tell me you're here, Commando? Yeah, that's right. Oh, oh, oh me. Rebird, baby. Welcome to another stimulating episode of Meanwhile, 22 pages later. It is episode 18, take two. Or like Ralph would say, 18, 2.0. <laughs> I'm your host, The Cap, with the other hosts, Mike, the finance guy. Oh, she's a whore, Norman. She's a whore killer. <laughs> Wow, what inspired you to say that one? I really want to see Psycho again. I noticed. <laughs> and Ralph the Tech. How's it going, Cap? Whoa, 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 whoa. Get your hand off my leg. Get out of here. <laughs> I think Ralph is feeling a little bit um, looser and like relaxed because now he got his computers working again. Yeah, that, that was time. Hal was trying to hold me back, you know, but you know, I, I keep Hal in check. <laughs> How are you doing, Ralph? <laughs> you thought you can control me, but you can't. You know what's funny? I've only seen parts of that movie, I've never seen the entire movie. It's a good movie and it's worth watching, but I mean after you watch it once, it doesn't mean you can't watch it again, but it's it's a long movie and it, it does kind of pull on you a bit. I, I prefer the parody with Leslie Nielsen. Which one was that one? Uh two thousand one A Space Travesty. A, a, a space travesty? I don't yeah. think I've seen that one. I thought I had seen most of his uh, his movies and everything like that. That one is hilarious. It's pretty good. Okay. There's an alien that can only take a dump once a year, and so <laughs> um, he's really fat. And then he's trying to get into the porter potty, pushes Leslie Nielsen in with him, oh. and all you see is like noise and smoke and whatever <laughs> happening. And then when he comes out, he's super thin. Everyone's cheering him on. Oh my and god! You see Leslie Nielsen come out when he's, he's well, for those who just turned on this podcast and are wondering what the hell are Cap and Mike and Ralph referring to, we tried to have episode 18, our first episode of the new year, last week. And due to technical difficulties, we were not <coughs> able to. It's it was uh, Due to technical difficulties caused by Cap and Mike's uh, <laughs> d- uh, I don't know, presence of electrical devices malfunctioning around them, there was no episode last week. I'd like to say it was all Ralph's fault. <laughs> it was his equipment. I object. Uh, but it was at the Cap's place, so actually both the Cap and Ralph were at fault. And I, as usual, and innocent as an angel. Right. <laughs> it was working fine before you walked into the room. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that, is, that is a good observation. But now I mean, we're back running on all cylinders, right? Uh, I think it's uh, two cylinders and a horse. Nice. Okay. What well, better than... Well, important thing, is our pedophile bell working? Yes. And that's what's important in life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's our first one of 2014, and we have a lot of things to cover, being that we have we took a week off to work on the um, the website. Yep. And to add some really cool things, so when you get a chance, check out meanwhile22pageslater.com. has a lot of good nifty things for you to read, and if you're not checking that out, the Facebook, um, the Facebook page, check that out. Like us. That'd be great. Like us, read it, and tell your friends. Yeah. Come on now. I look at some of these webs, um, your web pages, and you're telling me you have 40,000 friends. Yeah. <laughs> Let them all know. Like them all. <laughs> Even if you don't know them, they will like the page. And, and especially if you like this show, be a friend and tell a friend. I mean, you know, it's a great way of spreading that stuff around. And if you want to be a good friend, go on to iTunes and give us a review. Yeah, please. Wow. And, and also, what's the other one? Hmm? What's the other? Uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Oh, that's too. right. We have a SoundCloud page. If you go to our Facebook page, 
All our episodes are linked through SoundCloud, and you can go in there and, and follow us through there if you want to. For, and that's for those of you who don't like to download episodes or you guys don't have an iDevice. <coughs> Mike. <laughs> I have an iDevice. It's right here. It's called an iTouch. Oh, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. I'm, I'm talking, talking phone-wise. You know. I have a good phone. It's called a Galaxy oh, S3. Oh, here we go with the stroke-a-thon. Here we go. <laughs> and if Ow. anybody from Samsung happens to be listening, when the Galaxy S5 comes out, I'll be more than happy to take one. <laughs> oh, yes. Mike will be there in the lines waiting, and then you see all the people making another uh, Samsung commercial. What line are you waiting for? I'm waiting for the Galaxy X5. I thought this was an iPhone commercial. Nope, that's being shot down the block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, all I'm saying is please check out all those different sites, um, especially if you listen to the show. Tell us what you think, good, bad, or in between. We definitely want to hear what, what you guys are thinking. So, I mean... We, we, we took some time last week to uh, take care of those those pieces of business. I couldn't even speak English right there. Um, ah, so same old, same old year. Ah, yeah. <laughs> same old cap. That's same, right. Different year, just the same cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, moving on, I say, why don't we um, do a little quick news? So, Mike, let's get us some quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy. And Ralph and Cap. Oh, that's right. We have a, a quick news segment now. Yay, all the work we've done. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> thank oh, you. thank you. Wow. And, and the golf applause. <laughs> I thought Tiger Woods just came in. Wow. <laughs> no, he's coming by next week. He said he's going to bring one of those like 20 girls that he has. <laughs> one of his hoes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Mike, quick news it up. What's going on? Um, well, let's see. Let's start off with DC getting rid of some of their... Uh, I'd say excess comics. We could say the trash, uh, whichever way you want to look at it. But DC is going to be canceling a, a few issues of its New 52 again. Oh, very good. Yeah. Who, who are they getting rid of now? Uh, well, something that everyone's been reading, I'm sure, so it's going to break a lot of hearts. Uh, a book called The Green Team. What? Yeah. K? The yeah. fuck is that? K. K? <laughs> it's a bilingual podcast. <laughs> The green team, what the hell is that? Well, did you ever want to read a comic book about people that have no powers but are the teenagers of billionaires and have access to all their money? No, no. And neither did anyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you always need something to help you push the shit out on the toilet. I I guess so. I do use money for that. uh, (laughs) Push it out. How about wipe it off? (laughs) To me, it's like Richie Rich, except it wasn't meant to be funny. I was about to say, it sounds like 90210 in comic form. Yeah, I, I, Unless they, and, and what is it about these, this green team? So I mean, well, it's, believe it or not, the saddest part is it, originally there was a green team, I think, from back in either 75 or 76. And um, I think they were young then, except they were the children of millionaires because, you know, billionaires wasn't talked about back then. Right. It's, it's just that. It's literally, imagine like Paris Hilton and the Kardashians, all these people having nothing else better to do than like either try, well, actually, they wouldn't do this, but try and use their money maybe to help people but not really or maybe to try and buy superpowers and stuff like that it, it that's it i mean there was no really good story to it buy superpowers hey yo yo i got that flight that you want come on man <laughs> super strength too you know i got it you know i got it oh I, I don't even know why they would eat. i'm just very surprised that this was a an old an old story this is yeah. not something brand new that they've this no. is not new trash no this is old recycled trash yeah, old recycled well at least people are recycling now yeah, but that's true I, maybe that was part of their age they're trying to be green and they took the green team the, the only thing <laughs> i could think of though is that i i do know and i don't know the years and everything like that but i, I do know that every so often you have to I, I don't know how to phrase it exactly i think you have to 
take something of your own, your property, and you have to use it as a titled book that allows you to keep the copyright in some kind of way. Right. So that's why a lot of times you'll see like these obscure superheroes or villains or whatever that they're not dead in the water, but they're just, you know, they, they might have to use them or they want to make sure they keep the copyright going. I think that's when they'll have their own book, usually a mini series. And then it's it's just gone. So Magpie should be coming out with a book soon, oh, right? God. <laughs> Her and the Joker's daughter teaming up. Oh, please! <laughs> the the supervillains would be great. Oh, that would be horrible. <laughs> Insanity on another level. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got there, Mike? Well, um, they're also getting rid of Katana. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, again, I didn't read it, but uh, you know, I guess it, 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 it lasted ten issues. I think same thing with the Green Team. It was part of their, I think, third wave or whatever, or second wave. I didn't even know she had a book. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Nobody else did either. So well advertised, you know. Yeah, and then of course, this will break every Latino's heart in the world: is that Vibes comic book has been canceled. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's the sound of, of me taking a huge dump and feeling relieved. That's <laughs> and that's the same sound you make for getting rid of vibe. <laughs> See, when I hear vibe, I, I always think back to like uh, it's like someone like erotic fiction or something. Yeah, you know? would think like women would be buying the book. Yeah, exactly. Wow, <laughs> it's, it's there are Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> vibe. Vibe. Oh my God, he saves the world. Look at that. He pleasures the women of the world. Is that why he wears big pants? I'm sorry, that was his original incarnation, yeah, right? he had those, um, those, uh, parachute, those pants. parachute pants. He's a breakdancer. Yeah. Yeah, that's why he was a breakdancer, I think. Well, I think more the, the comms are later, because his original origin, he was the leader of a gang, Los Lobos. Oh. Yes, yeah. and the stereotypes continue. <laughs> that's like saying... Um, that's not racist at all. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's just reaching out to society. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's, just, it's to show all those gang members out there, you too can be a superhero. Right after you got finished with that Beat It video, you yeah. can just be a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, so they're getting, they're, getting, ah, they're getting rid of him as well. Yeah, well, oh. just, the, just the books, not the characters, obviously. He'll show up in some incarnation of the Justice League. Yeah. Well, well, he's, well already, he, he's in Justice League of America. Right. He's, he's in Justice League yeah, so of America. That's what I'm saying. They're not getting rid of the character. They're just getting rid of his standalone book. Oh, okay. So they've gotten rid of those three, and I guess they'll probably bring in the new three, but I, I don't know if they've announced what those three will be to replace it, because it seems like they want to keep 52 books all the time. So they can keep the whole idea of new 52 to be able right. to keep that moniker. Yeah. I mean, eventually, of course, it'll just be crappy 52, but you know, they haven't been around. It's long not long. crappy 52 already. They can't use it. I think legally as an announcement. <laughs> <laughs> not it, yet. <laughs> also, cause you know, like new 10 doesn't really have a ring to it, you know, <laughs> new 10. <laughs> new 10. <laughs> when it comes to DC, for me, it's like new three. That's all I read. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much. Yeah, man. What else you got there, Mike? Well, for all of us, Marvel Wolverine fans, um, they came out with Origins 2. I don't know if everyone's aware of that. Uh, because evidently, when you do Origins, you would think you would have told me all of it. But no, there was more. And this time, oh, oh, something I, sinister is happening in Origins 2. I thought you meant like Origins. Like He has a second origin. Like He came back twice. Oh, no, 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 no. This is from when they finally got... Basically, they got nervous and had to peg down his actual origin. And then made no sense out of it at all. The fact that his name really isn't Logan, yet everyone refers to him as Logan, and now he knows his origin. Don't now tell me he he's not Canadian. And he still refers to himself as Logan. He's still Canadian, right? Um, no, he traveled no. to Canada. Right, he traveled to Canada. I think he is American. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I think he is American. And, and from back in the day, America, too. Right. So, but, um, but like I said, there's something sinister happening in Origins, too. So, yes, Marvel decided to, once again, make their universe a little bit smaller by having Mr. Sinister somehow involved in Wolverine's life before Wolverine was Wolverine. Oh, God. Yeah. And here I thought, and mind you, because we, we did the podcast last week and we started touching on this before we had all the freaking malfunctions. I started saying about, I mean, 
it's once again doing what 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 um Jack Kirby was afraid of was making it so small that everybody in the superhero universe is related somehow. Right. It's just an insistuous thing and it's it's not necessary. I mean basically it, Wolverine especially. I mean I get the fact that he's been around for a while, but I mean he even himself has said that he just kind of hid out for several years, but you figure he has met Captain America. He's met Nick Fury and that fact he was he was fighting with them both as just like more of a grunt on the team. Yeah. Right. He he knew Natasha Romanoff the Black Widow when she was a teenager and helped train her. Not so much as a spy, but just to, just how to defend herself in general. Right. He um, saved Xavier and Magneto's lives when yeah. they were in the and somehow Mc, camp. neither seemed to remember him. Yep. And then you mentioned also when we were talking about this before about him knowing the the Parkers, the Parkers, pre, and, and not pre, that black TV show, the <laughs> <laughs> Peter uh, Parker's parents. Yeah, before um, he was born, he evidently because again, you know how they made them spies at some point or sort of spies. Right. So he met them, and I think at the end of that adventure. Um, she had announced that she was pregnant. So yeah. you knew where that was leading up to. It's, it's Logan's yeah. baby. Oh, good. Yeah. I wouldn't even surprise me if they went there at some point. Because, you, well, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure what, what was it, like the 70s, you know, people were swinging all the time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Nice play on words. Swinging. <laughs> nice. Spider-Man swinging. Yeah. Give, give, give Ralph a bell for that one. That was awesome. That was a really, really good. Wait, not the pedophile bell. Yeah, not the pedophile bell. Okay, ah. applause. All right, good. You know what's funny? It's it wasn't funny. worth a big applause. Okay, there we go. <laughs> what I was going to say was that when you mentioned incestuous, I'm like, well, it seems like that's the bell we should have instead of the pedophile bell because I feel like everything in comic books, they try to make it so closely related to each other. It yeah. really is incestuous. Oh, yeah, just about. You know, um, What's another one? Well, like what? Mystique is Nightcrawler's mother and then also, is it not Sabretooth? No, not Sabretooth. Um, no, that's she's, it. Who else? She's someone else's mother, and I cannot think of. Well, the she's guy. Rogue's stepmother. Uh, that's right, the mother, well, adopted mother. Right, adopted mother. But no, it's a. Um, oh, I can't think of the guy's name. It's actually a human that hates the mutants, and I can't think of the guy's name right now. Oh, well, okay. not great, 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 not great in Creed. Um, it, it's a Creed, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, in any event, she's she definitely she yeah. she she's one she's another example of how. Marvel and DC like to put their right. put their universes together and say, well, it all makes sense because we all know each other because they're all... It's like saying all Spanish people know each other. Don't you? Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's what I thought. There's actually... When we're born, we get a directory so we can know where to find it. Yeah, but we're, too, we're, we're too lazy to use it. That's why. <laughs> well, all the mics know each other. Everyone, I think, thinks all people named Mike know each other, oddly enough. And we do. We, we actually do um, have a get-together every now and then. You have a mic club? Yeah. A mic club. Is it open mic night? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, M-I-C. Wow. <laughs> See you real soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because fuck you. <laughs> F-U-C-K-U. <laughs> All I got to say is we're going to get sued for this yeah. one. All right. But, uh, Mike, but, what else we but got? If you, but if you're wondering, though, about Mr. Sinister being in the, uh, the Origins 2, uh, the way you kind of know this is that in the Canadian wilderness, Logan fights a polar bear. Yes, we don't know why. And tagged onto the polar bear is uh, something that says, subject to N. Essex. And as you all know, Nathaniel Essex is the real name of Mr. Sinister. And then also, uh, by the end of the book, you see this wolf. It looks like a very intelligent wolf, but it's a regular-looking wolf. Um, and it has red eyes and the diamond shaped in its forehead. So you're just like, okay, this is somehow all right. Uh, anyhow, so anyhow. And then, I mean, between the incestuous stuff and between trying to add, um, trying to put Sinister in everything mutant, but he's not interesting. That's the word. He's not. No, absolutely. I think they're trying to, because I remember when he first came out, he didn't really have an origin, did he? No, he just showed up looking kind of like Colossus <laughs> and had these weird wingy like things and this big diamond in the middle of his head. And he kind of looked like a pimp almost. 
<laughs> a diamond in his forehead. Yeah, that would definitely say pin. That would say pin. <laughs> but I'm just tired of that stuff. Yeah. Okay, so what else you got, well, boss? Keeping along the Marvel vein, there is going to be no rogue in the X-Men First Class Days of Future Past. I got enough rogue watching um, True Blood when I see rogue titties. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a Paquin. <laughs> so did, did, uh, is there any explanation why? Or? No, there's no um, particular reason. Because I think they may have even done some shooting with her. And then I think they just decided that they didn't want the character in there. I don't think it had anything to do with her personally. Um, I think kind of part of it is just that the fact that she took the cure in X-Men 3, which we even saw in that movie, it wasn't permanent. But I think they're just kind of going along that vein. And um, also, I think, you know, Iceman has a new love interest. So I think that's kind of like, you know, really, do we need to bring her in to what end? You know, and, and if they want to, they can always bring her into another movie. You know, really. I guess. I guess. Yeah. But I think, or maybe Anna, pa- I mean, do you think she's obligated to um, True Blood so much that she can't? I don't think any I know of those people are that obligated. I, I know they're filming she, now doing True Blood. It is possible. You know, I just can't imagine her. I, let's put it this way. I can't believe that, um, was it HBO or should it's HBO. HBO is paying her the kind of money that being in this movie would pay. No. So, yeah. you know, I, so I can't imagine it be her decision. Right. Um, you know, maybe, also maybe she's getting a little bit older. I mean, you know, I, or maybe Disney doesn't like the fact that everyone has seen rogue titties. <laughs> <laughs> like you said. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's the first thing that came to my mind. You said no rogue. I'm like, oh, the titties came back to bite her. <laughs> and see, look, look at that pun. Look at that pun. All right. True blood bite. Nice going. Nice yeah, going. Yeah, there we go. All three of you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Late fucking cues. All right. <laughs> and the uh, oh, piece of fun news is that um, Alice Cott, um, that's the writer. He used to be a writer on Suicide Squad. That's A-L-E-S-K-O-T, Alice Cott. He wrote um, issue 22 back in July 2013. And in that, uh, it's an exchange between Deadshot and Harlequin. Um, they're having uh, just a, a, I don't even know if it's a real fight. I think it's kind of like a, you know, Harlequin is just kind of annoying person kind of fight and he just gets outraged but in that in the original script alice cott was going to have harlequin reference a dirty sanchez now by this <laughs> why point, are we coming back to the dirty sanchez <laughs> yeah, by this point everybody should know what that is if they listen to our podcast they also know that we didn't tell them what it is but we said to go look it up right and i know one woman named aaron <laughs> that looked it up and didn't want to speak to me afterwards. <laughs> well, I have something else for you to look up now. <laughs> Before I hear this, a disclaimer, we're not responsible for anything that happens. During the <laughs> so in there, there's some kind of exchange where um, Deadshot is yelling at her and, and he's just like, hey, you damn psycho. You know, how would you like a dry toboggan ride? And which I don't even know what that's referencing. And in there now, instead of a Dirty Sanchez, it's uh, Harley Quinn responds by saying, is that anything like a sloppy aardvark? To which Deadshot just goes, I don't even want to know what that means. That just sounds horrible. Yeah, now it sounds bad enough, but that came out in July 2013. And now according to uh, Alice Scott, when he wrote that, it was just literally a made-up term between him and the, um, the editor, just because they didn't want to use anything like a Dirty Sanchez. So they had looked up, there was nothing there. One month later, in August 2013, there was suddenly a reference to a sloppy aardvark. And once again... I'm not going to tell you what it is. You're going to look it up. <laughs> and, and just Once again, the, we're not responsible for having it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for all of you out there, yes, Aardvark is A-A-R-D-V-A-R-K. I'm not going to look it up again because when we did the show, when we tried to do the show last week, I looked it up, but I remember the definition. What the fuck? Yeah, it makes a sloppy Sanchez almost seem like something you'd want to a do. A sloppy Sanchez? Oh, sloppy. I'm sorry. A dirty Sanchez. How does like that one do. work? Uh, not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'll say before before I we, we we move forward, 
why did Mike, when he said Dirty Sanchez, I guess he's hanging out with us too long because he's a Dirty Sanchez. I'm like, where'd the fucking <laughs> accent come from? Well, you gotta say, if you don't use the accent, it's something totally different. Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> it's a dip. <laughs> it's a dip, all right? It's a dip. That's a deep dip. <laughs> it's a deep dip. <laughs> And it, and it may be with corn. Oh, wow. Oh, so do we have any other quick news? I don't have anything, but uh, Cap, you look like you've got news written all over your oh, face. Oh, man. I've been waiting <laughs> to talk about this for about a week. Um, so I get I get a, uh, a contact from one of my sources. Uh, one of my sources hit me up and say, hey, Cap, did you um, hear about what they're going to do with the Superman Batman movie? And I go, yeah, you know, they're doing this, they're doing that. And they're going to. They're going to supposedly have Wonder Woman, which I'm like, whatever about. And they're like, yeah, did you hear what they're planning to do with Wonder Woman? What's that? They're planning, or at least the the word that was out was that they were planning on making her Kryptonian. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, how dare they? Where's my phone? I'm going to call someone right now. How dare they do this to us? Don't mock. Don't mock. You should be against this, Ralph. I am. I am against this. <laughs> oh, my God. How that, dare they? That is horrible. I mean... If they can't think of anything else better to do with Wonder Woman than to belittle her. <laughs> I was like, wow. Kryptonian. No, but the good news is, after doing some research, and I've, I've called a couple of other people, and it's been on, it's on, been on that for a couple of days, that rumor is false. Good. They shot down all the rumors of Wonder Woman being Kryptonian. So it's bad enough that it's Gail Godot. <laughs> Shout out to Troy, because I know you're going to be like, oh, I love Gil Godot. She could work out. <laughs> Shout out to Troy. Um, even though it's bad enough that they have this thin Wonder Woman, now they're talking about making a Kryptonian. I'm glad that's false. But the thing is, I mean, if, and I, I mean, granted, I don't know who started the rumor, but if the studio allowed it to be a, a potential leak just for interest, it's like, it's not the kind of interest you want. That's the kind of interest that the moment I had heard that, again, before I heard that it had been discounted, I just was just like, I may not see the movie. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> this wasn't like people will not want to see Ben Affleck. I mean, that you'd want to see it maybe as a, you know, looking at a train wreck or something. But this would just be like, I'm not going to go see it if she's suddenly Kryptonian. There's just no way. You know, it'd be funny if Chris Nolan actually, I mean, because even though we know it's Zack Snyder doing the movie, um, if Chris Nolan actually had designs of doing this and the minute that it was like negative feedback, no, 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 we were just kidding. We're kidding. Throw out the script, burn it, burn it, shred it. <laughs> I honestly, I really wouldn't be surprised, that, you know, that that somebody, even if it wasn't Chris Nolan, that somebody really did have that as a plot. So this way, they could just go. Now we don't have to explain her. <laughs> yeah, you know? we'll just say that she's from the same planet as Superman, but somehow she doesn't have all of, of his exact strength levels and whatnot. Right. Because well, you know that they would do that. You know that right away. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, uh, crowdsourcing is actually a good way to get information. So that's pretty much what they're doing. Yeah. There's actually, can you believe it? There's an app for that. Crowdsourcing for crowdsourcing, yeah. Where you, you this, uh, there's an app called Jelly. You take a picture and write a question, and you send it out to the to social network so people just look at it and answer your question. Oh wow, that sounds like I but, guess Jelly oh. is a place for um, shaky ideas because jam don't shake like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that nice little play on that. Well done, Mike. What I was gonna say was yeah, sure, because social media is a, a, a fountain of truth and yeah, I was <laughs> and reliability. I was looking through it, and some of the questions are like people's like. And they took a picture of a jeans, and it's like, should I wear these jeans, or uh, should I buy these jeans because I like the color? 
And some of the responses are like, no, you can get a cheaper one over at Walmart or something. Like that. yeah. That's lame. As it, no, because it, <laughs> it's lame. And also, I could see a, a problem where you have a horn dog on there. You're like, I can't tell if those jeans are good. Let me see your ass. <laughs> <laughs> now we know that that's going to be the cap on there. <laughs> that, that'll be the cap. Hell no. <laughs> no, because I was thinking of using it to, to wonder what jeans I should wear. And I'm afraid some, some creepy guy's going to be like, let me see your ass. What the fuck? Here's the creep bell. No. Okay, I can't He's tell the, the creep for a pedophile. <laughs> no, that's the creep bell. Oh, what's the pedophile bell? Ah, a little bit more resonance. Ah, okay. It's got to be a deeper dong. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, us with the dick that's jokes. I swear. I, I feel like we've, we, we've transitioned from comic book to sci-fi to dick jokes. <laughs> Want to hear good dick jokes? Go to me while 22 pages later. They got a ton of them. At least five per show. Well, from Mike's BBC and your... Uh, Big dong, <laughs> Oh, come on now. And then there's Batman. <laughs> Dick! Dick! <laughs> Which is my girl's favorite episode. She, it's funny, I'll say, what's your favorite episode uh, of what we do? Well, first off, I don't listen to all of them all the way, but the one I do is Dick. I'm like, oh. Yeah, she better get back onto that listening thing, too. Yes, shout out to G. Listen up. Listen to the podcast. But, of course, if you're not, you won't hear that shout out. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be moot. But, um, <laughs> Ralph, you said you found something very, very interesting recently. Well, yeah. Well, you know, here at Meanwhile 22 Pages Later, we get tons and tons. And I'm speaking like mountain levels of emails and messages. And when we sort through all the spam and messages from Apple and all that stuff, <laughs> we actually found one actual email from a person who's listening to the show. <laughs> so shout out to Joey Bags out there. He actually sent us an email and the cap is going to read it to us. All right. Let's see what it says. It says, hey, this is Joey Bags here. I got three questions for you guys. Question one, what comic movie has been done that you would like to be redone live or animated and give me one of each? Okay. Okay. So... Well, they definitely got to redo Daredevil. I mean, come on. Why well, took my thunder, bro? <laughs> <laughs> well, excuse me. You, you evidently love Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's me trying to force myself to like it. It's like when people say, oh, Dune was a great movie, and I try to force myself to watch it over and over, and it still doesn't do anything for no, me. it's not good. <laughs> so They got to redo that, and also, um, what was it Superman Doomsday? Oh, wait, I thought you liked that. No, I liked All Star. Oh, okay, Superman. yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so so you think animated would be Superman Doomsday and um, Daredevil? Should they, should they do both live? One live, one animated. Animated both. Which? If if they're gonna do both live, what do you think they should do? Both they, if they could do, they should do it both live. That okay. would be awesome. Not together. No, not together. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Superman Doomsday Super- Daredevil. Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. That's a clusterfuck right there. <laughs> Wait, I sent something splat. Because <laughs> DC and Marvel get along so well, so well. Well, D- Marvel doesn't even get along with his other movie properties. We're going to go into that right yeah, now. <laughs> that, that's for sure. Mike, what about you? Even though I know they're doing one, or I think it's in production now, I, I would have to say they need to do a, a live Doctor Strange after the TV movie from the seventies. Ah, which I did watch a lot as a kid. Um, wait, 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 wait! Doctor Strange from the seventies. It was a TV movie. Yeah. Shut up! Yeah. Yeah, I didn't we, even know we, that. We talked about this. No, yeah, but I keep forgetting it exists because I don't like Doctor Strange. Remember that? And this would be awesome. I even like the Doctor Strange animated um, show that I know you didn't like that movie. I, you lent it to me when we first started being friends. I don't know how we're still friends now. <laughs> <laughs> he Dr. lent it to Strange, me. I was like, oh my god, move Sorcerer the bricks! Supreme. Oh my how god, how are we still friends now? I've been trying to get rid. You're like the cable guy. <laughs> I can't get rid of you. Oh, Billy! <laughs> <laughs> it's the cable guy. <laughs> 
All right, so oh, he's a Doctor definitely, Strange. Yeah, I would right. definitely like to see a good Doctor Strange. And after that, I don't know. I mean, the rest of them, you pre- you pre- my feeling is, except for, you know, well, I'm not a fan of all the Batman movies that had just come out, but the Batman movies and Avengers, the Incredible Hulk, and the Iron Man movies, pretty much all the movies need to be redone. So you don't <laughs> think Captain America should be redone? Actually, no, I, I shouldn't say that. I, do en- I did enjoy Captain America. It just has its flaws. Like, it has its plot flaw, um, flaws more so than a whole movie flaw. I sometimes I have a problem with period pieces, I guess. And I right. guess, you know, when you're stuck in that period the entire time, especially when you're telling me it's a comic book and, you know, it, they spent so long in, you know, the era that Captain America came from. And I understand you have to under, you're trying to explain why he does what he does, where he came from. After a while, I was like, okay, let's just get to the well, point. Well, don't forget the original Captain America was set in that time period. Yeah, I know. You know it, is, it is truthful. And you know what I don't understand is that his suit in Captain America mm-hmm. was way better than his suit in oh, The Avengers. Oh, it looked horrible in The Avengers. That, yeah. I don't, it looked like it looked like they took um, Johnny Blaze's, you know, uh, jacket and then just tried to make it a, a Captain America jacket. It was this weird thing. <laughs> so. and, and, and what's funny about that is that it, it, it seems like even though he's Captain America, mm-hmm. the, the, the actor who plays Captain America, right. felt like from Captain America the movie to Avengers, he got a downgrade in, like, props. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it became Robert Downey Jr. and them. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course. I mean, that's their biggest their biggest selling point right there. But now, what do you think? Uh, well, I mean, um, I was going to go with Daredevil, but I'm going to go with live action. Probably Green Lantern. I think Green Lantern needs to be done oh. over. To me, yes, you yes. hopped off his dick. Oh, no. I, I was never, I was never on it. In the comic book, he's great, but the movie was horrible. Absolutely horrible. And so was the first animated. Um, the first one, yeah. The second one I liked, Emerald, Emerald, Emerald Knights, I believe. Uh, the story, yeah, the Tales so. of the Emerald Knights. Yeah. The exactly. second one was good. The yeah. first animated movie. I mean, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. No, it was badly done, but the movie was god-awful. So the movie, I definitely would say redo. Animated? I mean, I don't, you know. Just because you guys hate Ryan Reynolds. I didn't used to until he started fucking up my happiness. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, even does Deadpool wrong? How can you fuck up Deadpool? He's horrible anyway. (laughs) Tell me about it. So So, what's the Joey Bags So so Joey just says, you know, like, he he talks about the movie he'd redo, and he talked about Wanted. Oh, definitely. Oh, I had forgotten all about that. Yeah, Yeah, that needs to be redone and done right. (laughs) <laughs> Especially for those who've read Wanted, um, Wanted the comic book and Wanted the movie, and I hate the movie. Wanted the movie and Wanted the comic book are two totally different entities. Yeah, the only one, thing that's the same is guns. Right, and one is good, the comic, and one is god awful, the movie. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so to quote Joey Bags, he said it was just a clusterfuck of retelling. <laughs> Sounds about accurate. <laughs> so Joey also mentions he said a second question is I'm not sure if all you members are video game gamers, but um. What is your favorite comic book related video game? I would have to say Arkham City. Arkham City. Now, just I mean that is your favorite then of the or the series. Two. The series was a single. I said Arkham City. Oh, he is throwing down. I'm gonna throw down right now. <laughs> Holy man! All right, so Arkham that, that City is a game out of it's, its own. And if and anyone's wondering with that throwdown that was about to happen, it was like a polar bear about to hit a mouse. <laughs> I don't know what the cat was thinking. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I can't hurt Ralph like that. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Oh. You're the mouse. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm the polar bear. Yeah, yeah. It was like Smokey the Bear versus Winnie the Pooh. I mean, it just wasn't going to go down well. And in this corner, we have an appetite. <laughs> so, Mike, what about you? Do you, I mean, w- w- with all four video games you've played, yeah, you finished. You play some of them, but you don't finish them all. Mike um, is like that kid that doesn't finish his I, juice and leaves the, the glass half full. You're like, fuck, finish your juice. On a beautiful look-wise, I really loved Ultimate Spider-Man. I thought it was yes. a beautiful, beautiful-looking video game. Um, I couldn't play it worth a damn, but I thought it was a beautiful game. 
Um, and of course, but you, I mean, you can't go wrong with the any of the three Batman. I'm not going to be uh, pulling them apart like Ralph. I, I can't choose between them because to me they all seem visually they're the same. You know, I, I don't. I'm not you know up enough to see any like tweaks or whatever. Um, but those two definitely, I would say, and of course you know Spider Man. A, a good shout out to that one. The original Spider Man yeah. game is really good. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Those, especially the swing mechanics. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah, for me, I mean, it's funny because you guys basically said it all. I mean, I like all three because I got a chance to touch the um, the Arkham Origins. It's, it's it's a lot of fun, even though the, the, the makers are different and you feel like it's a different company working mm-hmm. on it now. I mean, it, it's still a lot of fun to do. Um, so the Batman ones are good. The Lego. Yeah. The Lego That's stuff fun. is great. I haven't played the Lego Marvel, but I heard it's really it's good. It's fun. I actually did play it and finish that one. Did you finish well, it? Well, you finished the story, but then it's there's still a lot more play to do that unlocks even more stuff. But as far as the actual story, it actually I, I did finish it for a change. And also, what I'll throw out there is Ultimate Alliance. Oh yeah, the oh, first one. The first well, Ultimate the first Alliance one was really good. See, I stopped playing those games because after um, the X Men one that came out before it. Yeah. So it was like it was just they just took X Men and just added more characters. So yeah, like, but, yeah, but well, the X Men was a part. Like, I know which one you're talking about, the one for PS2. Yeah. It was it was only a fraction of how great when they made an Ultimate Alliance because yeah. Ultimate Alliance had access to all these characters yeah. where X-Men you just had the mutant community which I understand you know you're like well you just you didn't really do anything great you just yeah, you're just replaying and then sure you can mod- uh, was it upgrade and add more powers to these mutants yeah but also you could like- but, but in Ultimate Alliance you could combine powers yeah. so like if you were if you had a Captain America and Iron Man on your team and you had a bunch of enemies around you you could have Iron Man shooting at Captain America and he uses shields to deflect the rays and it hits all right. the enemies so what you're telling me they use teamwork? Yes. Well, that was in members the of one. a team use teamwork. Well, that was in the second one though, right? And Not the first one. The first one they did some of that stuff, but it wasn't a lot yeah, of it. That was the big thing about the second one is, and, but you know my only problem with any of those video games. And look, I understand that as makers, there's a lot of coding, there's a lot of work to be done, but I really want them to start giving individual characters individual powers. In other words. If I have Jean Grey in my Ultimate Alliance and I have the Invisible Woman in the Ultimate Alliance, I shouldn't be doing the exact same thing with two of them, only with different sparkly effects. Well, right. they, like, they, give it, they give it different names. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. It's like Jean Grey is like telepathic push, and then the Invisible Woman is an telepathic, yeah, something. Or, invis- or the Invisible shove in your ass. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, look, just do something different. I mean, they are, they're not the same characters in the comic books. They agreed. shouldn't be the same characters on the video game. Absolutely you agreed. Know? And I think that's what made the, the, the game monotonous, but yeah. besides that, and then the other the other villains as well. Yeah. And I mean I mean Joe wrote a lot of stuff over here. He says he liked ex- exactly what you guys said, the the um the Batman movie uh, the Batman games and also he said about the um the Lego Batman too. Especially when you're when you get to play Superman and you get to fly and you hear dun 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 <laughs> a la Christopher Reeve. <laughs> So, which, which, if you're flying, should be the music that's playing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I don't know about you. When I'm flying, all I have is bass pump and dubstep in my. That's all you hear when I fly. Okay, and, and I don't even know if, if I should mention this, but before we get to the third question, he says, um, one of the actual games he actually likes. He says, strangely enough, he likes Deadpool. Okay, he just lost points. <laughs> Joey's never invited back again. <laughs> Because <laughs> he says the banter in the game is almost wor- uh, is almost worth playing through the game once. So many funny references and breaking the fourth wall jokes. He could just get the script and read it. See, <laughs> Deadpool should break the fourth wall and have it fall on himself. <laughs> and final question Joey asks is, um, another video game question, what combo character would you like to see have their own video game? 
Hmm. Who doesn't already have it already? Now, Wolverine's had one. Spider-Man's had one. Hmm. Batman's had one. Superman has had and failed, of course. Um, who else? Who else? I don't know. Sweet I Christmas. I know who should have one. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Beating up black people in the hood? So for that, I look outside my window. <laughs> Actually, in this video game, Power Man would just go to the rich white areas and just beat up everybody for no reason. I like no that. No reason. <laughs> Sounds just, like a hit. Just, he you know just what? goes, finds Paris Hilton, just smacks the shit out of her. Then there's this where he just disappears in the back room and she just comes out crying afterwards. Black I'm man, not saying a white woman? This sounds like a Kobe Bryant kind of thing. Ooh. Sounds like, sounds like the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> you know well, what? I, I definitely think an all Doctor Strange video game would be great. That'd be cool. How about oh, wait, a Flash what was video that? game? <laughs> what? A Flash video game. It would be, it'd be over already. <laughs> <laughs> actually you know it's funny just just to kind of like oh i'm sorry to cut you off i just remembered one that i we, i think everyone's forgotten about heroes what? justice league heroes that was a good game justice oh heroes. the fighting game yeah oh no, no, not the fighting game no it was, no, a story. It was like, oh that's right Flash i never it. I, never, I, never I never played it i never played it it's a good game actually yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. i played um which the one uh was it DC versus Mortal Kombat. Yeah, but that was the fighter game. No, this yeah. one was just, um, it was like, I mean, not when I say like Ultimate Alliance, I don't mean the same look, but I mean, it was it was a team. So you had, you could, um, you had the Martian Manhunter, Hawkgirl, et cetera, et cetera. You, you could be, you could buy the costume so you could be like either Hal Jordan or Jon Stewart. Okay, yeah. Lantern you wanted. I, I read Wonder about that. Was that was, how Flash. long ago was that? I would say about four years, yeah, maybe it, five. It, it didn't do too well though. It, it didn't get the same kind of like announcement. I think that the games get now, like, like, but it was a good game. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but it and Justin's got a big push. And I got two thousand six. What is it then? Jesus. Yeah, I was about to say that, that was P- longer ago because that was PS two. I remember it being PS two, okay. and I was like, I want that game, but you know, it's the Justice League. Fuck them. <laughs> like now I can freaking I could just download this and play it on my laptop. Oh, the uh, uh, the sim, uh, uh, the sim, the um, what an emulator. Emulator. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. I'm sorry, but I had to cut you off there. Oh no, no, that's cool. Um, what after I say what I'm going to say, I'm not sure if you're gonna. Say say sorry again. Um, you said you joked around and said "Sweet Christmas," referring to Luke Cage. What if they made a Luke Cage and Iron Fist game? That would be, be cool. It'd be kind of fun. because and you have and you could play. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you could almost like you ever played the um, not Ultimate Spider Man, but that was an, a Spider Man game where Maximum Carnage. That okay. for Genesis, and you, there was a point where you could play as Spider Man or as Venom. Okay. You know, they gave you a choice that you could do the same boards, but with each character. Oh, that's kind of cool. Or, or was in Carnage a, in the game? Carnage was in the game, but he wasn't a playable character. Or, or in a novel, you know, thought-provoking moment. Like I know the video games think that people hate each other. You could play as both characters if you allowed multiple people to play at the same time. Oh, absolutely! I think that, I think that would be a great idea. <laughs> but yeah. no, that would be kind of fun. I actually, I would enjoy that. Reminds me of Double Dragon. Everybody remember Double Dragon? How could you forget? Yeah, <laughs> I love Double Dragon, and one including of the, the movie. Oh, and those I forgot those movies. Yeah, yeah Jackie movie. Chan plays both parts. Okay, I'm done. Oh, wait, wait, no, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm thinking of another one. No, there is a Double Dragon movie. I'm thinking of another movie with Jackie Chan playing twins, and I can't think of what that is. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Or is it maybe Twin Dragons? Yeah, it's Twin Dragons. That one of them is a musician. Right. And the the other other one's like a a con artist kind of guy. Oh, okay. But there was a Double Dragon movie, and I can't, but there were twins in it, and I can't think of it. They weren't, no, they weren't. I thought, oh, this was one guy? It was, no, it was two guys, but they were brothers. Oh, okay. The guy that plays. Damn it. I'll tell you right now. Well, what, what, I was, what I was just saying was, I was just going to refer to back, those who are old enough to remember the original Nintendo Entertainment System, there was, a Double Dragon was the big hit in the arcades, and they decided to make it into a video game form. But just like original Nintendo games, they fucked it up. What they did was, what made Double Dragon fun was that it was simultaneous, two players at the same time, kicking ass in the streets. Mm-hmm. And right. when you played Double Dragon for Nintendo, it was a, ter- what do they call it? Not 
turn turn based. It was a turn based game where if you were brother number one, you fought the battle up to you died, and uh, until when you died, and then when you when you took over as brother number two, if you know like, like whoever was playing brother number two, they would start from the beginning. Oh my god! And so basically, it was turn based. So like then then when you died, you, you could catch up. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, that's insane. It's like it's like you're playing the original Mario, but with Double Dragon. Yeah. Oh. So is uh, Mark Dacostas? Dacostas. Dacostas plays uh, the older brother, and then he re- he replaced Brandon Lee in The Crow. If anyone's wondering. Oh, yeah. good good tidbit. Good tidbit. And then Scott Wolf plays the younger brother Billy. No idea what he did after Scott that. Scott Wolf. My God. Oh, he's been in tons of stuff. We'll we'll look him up when we care. <laughs> Scott Wolf. Okay. He, his latest stuff now is he's in Perception, the show on TNT, which is a great show. Okay. You should watch which it. Watch it. Yeah, I like Perception. Okay. Um, the reason why I brought that up is I'm saying, you know, with Luke Cage, if we do a Luke Cage and Iron Fist movie, you know, you can, you know, I don't want it to be like that. The game, yeah. Okay, so, well, I just wanted to give a shout out to Joey Bags for sending us some email. That, that, that's fantastic, yes. bro. Thank you, Joe. He's the, right. first, the first ever person to send us email on the show. He gets the greatest love from us. At least he doesn't get the pedophile bell. <laughs> that's not the no. pedophile bell. The, deeper dong. There you go. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> deeper dong. You need a, a gong for yeah. that one. <laughs> the saddest part is like some like Nambla website or whatever for the pedophiles is going to be like, we have deeper dong. <laughs> and, just, and we're just going to just be like, all right, no one can listen to us Thank, anymore. Thanks, MFG. I'm not going to ever say that again. <laughs> all right. So um, let's move on to the meat of, of what we're here for. I just wanted to say thank you guys for bear, bearing with us. You were just catching up with all the news and all the things that have been going on in the past Three weeks. Yeah. It's been two weeks. It's been three weeks. So yeah. that's why this beginning portion is a little bit longer than usual. Yeah, but we'll try minutes. and move along the yeah. rest of the way. Shout out to Atlanta. Shout out to Kev. Yo, this shit was too long. I fucking and not even done my workout yet. Come on, guys. Yeah, but we had you laughing before we had. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> she was kind of funny. <laughs> Deep tongue. <laughs> so, Mike, what what are we here to, um, today to talk about? Well, it is a new year. We're out with the old and with the new, the way the saying goes. And it's just time for us to tell us, what the hell are we looking forward to in 2014 when it comes down to the movies, the shows? I want my inner geek filled up this year. I don't want any delays. I don't want any long stretches. I want some good stuff. I know you guys do too. Oh, definitely. So now what are you looking forward to? I can go for some good stuff. All right. What are you looking forward to? Let's start off. Let's start off one in a round. All right. So for me, my first thing that I'm looking forward to is a TV show that... Well, if we had talked about it last week, it wouldn't be out yet, but it's already out now. It's called Intelligence. That sounds smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Aww. Well, it's a it's a show about uh, a military guy who's part of a, I guess, extra, not not a government corporation, but like a, a corporation that works with the government. Yeah. They developed a chip, is implanted into his brain. The reason that he was chosen is because apparently. Um, he has a specific genetic mutation that allows him to control the chip. So this chip grants him a, a link with technology so he can link up with satellites and see satellite views from the sky. He can access the internet and check your history. Mm-hmm. He has the, the processing power of over like a thousand computers. He can run render uh, whole crime scenes in his head and like figure it out like a virtual crime board or whatever. Oh my God. So He's cyborg. Pretty much, <laughs> he's Pretty cyborg. Much. He's he's cyborg. But he's white. Yeah, <laughs> which makes it so much more palatable. <laughs> so nothing um, against white people. Go ahead. Josh Holloway is the main actor. He plays um, James uh, Ford, or uh, James Sawyer Ford on the on the show. Okay. 
And is there a love interest or a possible love interest? Oh, no, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's Josh Holloway. He played uh, James Shore Sawyer on Lost. Oh. That's why the name sounds familiar. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> My bad. So that's why you know who he is. And then you got. And Ralph's going to fix that in editing. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you got... He just gave you the one finger salute. <laughs> <laughs> you got uh, Megan Ori. She's the Secret Service agent that's uh, <clears throat> been hired to protect them because apparently the guy who's pretty much a super soldier yeah. can't protect himself. Yeah, so, it's, according it's to his superiors. So, yeah. Well, it's out now. So, what did you think of it? Because I know I, I have my opinion of what I thought of the show. It was alright. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, he's totally dismissed it. So, yeah. it, it, it was alright. I, I just want to note the 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 agent. Mm-hmm. She plays Ruby on Once Upon a Time. I don't know if you made that connection. Little red, she's red. Oh no, I knew she looked familiar, and I could not place yeah. why she looked familiar. So she wow. looks she looks okay. a little bit different because she's right. not wearing slutty clothes. Well, it also explained why <laughs> when um, just to tangent on for a second, when they made it back to um, Storyville and they went to Granny's diner, she wasn't she's there. Still, yeah, she wasn't because I'm like because I kept saying I'm like, where's Ruby? She's working yeah. on it. Yeah, makes sense. So overall, I guarantee you she'll be back in a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good the show is. The show, wow. As as we were talking about this earlier, uh, Mike and I, and because Cap took his sweet time getting here. Yes, he's always late. When you're great, wow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase Ralph saying when when you're great, people should wait. See, that's the way you should say it, Ralph. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not should wait. It's that they will wait. See, Whatever. See, for you, they should wait. So that gives them an option of waiting, yes or no. With me, they have no choice. Uh, comment. <laughs> Doom waits for no one. <laughs> Continue, Ralph. So, um. In the in the very first episode, they gave you so much. Like they revealed pretty much all their cards. You know, they have the the main character has a wife who could be a terrorist, could not. They couldn't locate her at the end of the show. Presumed stopped, dead. Presumed dead. Yeah. At the end of the show, you find out she's not dead. Yeah. I mean, they flat out tell us, "Oh, she's alive." Okay, that's one theory of a story down. Uh. <laughs> you know. Um. The the enemy, which seems like it's going to be upcoming, the the doctor that created the chip. Created a second chip. Didn't tell nobody. Um, his lab tech was apparently a double agent with, working for the Chinese who tricked them into stealing, uh, who got them the chip, and they implanted it into another one. Oh, my God. It sounds so, like a clusterfuck so at, already. Yeah. At the end of the show, um, when 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 he goes to try to rescue the, the doctor that created the chip because he was kidnapped, right? Um, they get the guy who kidnapped him, but they managed to not catch any of the henchmen or the woman who has the, the chip implanted and who was at that point comatose. So at the end of the story, you see her open her eyes. So not, and that's where it ends. So now, so, you know, there's a now anti-intelligence, if you want yeah. to say, you know, in other words, it's basically like when Ralph and I were talking, I'm like, they just gave me two or three plot stories that should have taken two or three years to go over. Right. And you gave it to me in the first episode. I just said, I don't think they, even they believe this is going to last. They pretty much just shoved it in your mouth and was like, here, take it. Yeah. It's, I was about to say, I was going to make that yeah. reference. I was actually, the reference. Well, I follow through by saying, and then they shot their loads. Yeah. <laughs> because they have. I was gonna, actually, I was going to use the, 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 the sex reference and say it's almost like the porn that doesn't give you story. Any yeah. story just goes right to it, and now presenting. Oh, like, <laughs> was there any story? Do we know who she is? Can we see her in clothes? Was he the pizza boy? Was he at least coming to fix her plumbing? Exactly. So it just feels like they gave Excuse they gave me, up man. too much too soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, they gave away so much that you you. I mean, granted, yes, it's great if your storytelling is going to be so great that when when you say I can't imagine where you're going to go, and then you're surprised. 
but this is not an original thing. Like I even said to Ralph, I said, they pulled out the usual suspect storyboard. Not like Ralph had said, he's done five tours of um, Afghanistan. He's that great of a soldier, da, 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 da. But he can't follow authority. He's glib about everything. Oh, how surprising. And then the woman that like, um, that's brought into protective, um, she is the youngest Secret Service person ever to protect the president. She's probably like in her mid-20s at the most. And yet she's kick-ass and knows the ways of the world. And will they get along? We don't know because they don't like each other. But already they almost shared a kiss. Yeah. I'm like, really? You couldn't have thought of anything different? <laughs> you know. I would say this. The, the writing is, is it's a little bit it's good, right? You do have some moments that are pretty funny. Like when, uh, when the head of the, the whole agency, she's, um, what's her name? Uh, Marg Helberg. She um, Helberg. Helberg, yeah. yeah. She, she played Catherine on CSI. Yeah. So she's uh, t introducing her, introducing the secret service into the, the to the guy. So she's like, um, he's insubordinate, rude, uh, something else, something else, saying all these negative comments. And this is the the head saying it. And then the agent's like, and you gave him the most powerful weapon on the earth. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, I mean, let's put it this way: when your when your character figures out your plot hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good sign. But, <laughs> so, but but all that being said, though, um, since this was on your list of things you're looking forward to, are you still looking forward to more of it, though? I, I want to see. <laughs> I just have to ask. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> see, uh, like this, I'm gonna be like you on this one. Where, uh oh, uh oh, where this isn't good. Super, super critique mode. Here we go. Doom is afraid. Seeing how Mike bought all 52 turds of villains. I'm gonna watch. As long as it's fertilizer now. It's fertilizer now, everybody. As long as this is on, I'm going to continue watching and see what happens. Because I am interested, because you know me, I'm a futurist, man. Anything you show me about technology and stuff like that, I want to check it out. Hence the name Ralph the Tech. That's right. All right. Okay, so cool. I want to see where it goes. All right. It's funny because I, I felt like this segment was becoming, it was morphing from highly anticipated movies of 2014 to Highly disappointed. Well, this is what happens when you, <laughs> when you, just, when you skip a week right. and your show is already. Not, you know, hey, I might have said something different last week. Yeah. Last week, this, this is going to sound awesome. This movie sounds great. This I show bet. sounds awesome. I know. I, even I would have been like, wow, yeah, I'm looking forward to intelligence. <laughs> now I'm like, yeah. So, well, all, all I can say is I saw the commercial and I was like, yeah, all right. Well, what are you looking forward to? What's one of your things you're looking forward to? One of the things I'm looking forward to, and I know Joey Bags is going to get on me because I didn't like the original until recently, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Coming oh, out, coming okay. out this year. Yeah, I mean, if anybody saw Amazing Spider-Man One, it was the reboot of the Tobey Maguire, um, Kristen Dunst um, set of movies talking about Spider-Man. But now they restarted his whole origin. Yeah, they, I remember it, it. I'm still angry. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and I think that's part of the reason why I didn't like it so much because you know you have Andrew Garfield playing a less geeky, more emo, emo. Uh, uh, um, I guess you could say uh, more of an outcast. Right. You know. Well, not too much of an outcast because he actually seems to have some sort of popularity at the school. I guess. Well, well, yeah, I guess so. But you know, I mean, because he's a photographer, so they like they kind of focus more on that than his, his intellect. Even though they, of course, they talk about his intellect in different parts of the movies, like even how he has the lock on his bedroom door, right? Which I was like, wow, all right, whatever. Or he can figure out webbing, whatever. Well, he lives with his aunt. He doesn't want her walking in on him. Uh, experimenting. <laughs> yeah, she, could We've you imagine she walks in when he shoots his webbing? Like, oh, <laughs> another one. <laughs> See, all these things we can have for bells, but we have a pedophile bell. <laughs> Deeper dong. <laughs> so, um, uh, what I was saying was that uh, um, they're coming out with the, with the Amazing Spider-Man 2. If anybody has not seen the trailer, go on to the Meanwhile 22 Pages 
later um, page, page on Facebook, and um, Mike the Finance Guy actually did um, did us a favor and put. You're it up there. welcome. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> and if you want a good laugh, go on to YouTube and look up bad lip reading and look at their take on Spider Man. All right, <laughs> but yeah, I'm actually looking forward to Amazing Spider Man too. As much as I really was not a fan of the first movie, um, as well. Well, because it's the, just—I mean, at least the previews are just—I—I—I I, I, I salivate every single time I see the preview. And I don't want to give away too much, but it's the previews. So I can give away a little bit. I mean, Emma Stone's back as Gwen Stacy. We know that, but I, they're interesting choices for their villains. You have Jamie Fox playing Electro, mm-hmm. Black Man playing a white guy. <laughs> well, actually, he's a blue guy in this in this version. If you see the way they made Electro. Oh yeah, I mean, but Electro was really really uh, first a, a white guy. Yeah, well, well, I think we call that um, you know civil rights movement is finally taking hold. <laughs> <laughs> we shall overcome. Wow, <laughs> wow! It's like Denzel not getting not getting the Academy Award for uh, Malcolm X, but he gets it for Training Day. Anyway, <laughs> or, or, or it's more like Jim Carrey playing Malcolm X. <laughs> <laughs> we shall overcome. All right, and, and also they have Paul Giamatti playing the Rhino, which that one I'm that's the one I'm nervous about because I. A can't imagine him being the rhino, and then when you see the rhino, looks like a machine suit. Yeah. Right. But again, I've heard not saying the people in the know. I've just heard people say that they've heard that that's not the final rhino. Like maybe this is some prototypey kind of thing, and, and or, or, then we'll get something else later. You or, know? or maybe it's a suit that is a way of them putting the graphics on top of it. Right. I mean, I don't know which it is, but I mean, I'm right. not thrilled with the idea of the rhino being. A robot. I get that the rhino is a very weird character as far as to put into live. Yeah. But well, I mean, I like the rhino being a guy in a big ass rhino suit. You know? Yeah. And Paul Giamatti, he is not that tall. No, I know. It, it, you know, it's just like you know, tattoo Giamatti. You know, <laughs> he, play, looks, play. <laughs> he looks. He the looks boss, like he looks like uh, the cartoon character, the critic. Yeah. <laughs> he does look like. <laughs> and one little side note before I go to you, um, MFG. All I was gonna say was that they they're introducing a new Harry Osborn. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, because right. there's no more James Franco. I mean, that's James right. Franco's off the, off the fucking reservation now with all the shit he does now. <laughs> He's an artist, architect, uh, what is it, teacher, Oh, I did poet, read something about that. writer. Yeah, basically he just does one of everything and then he just gets it as a title. That's like me just saying, like, you know, because I cooked you dinner, I'm a chef. I wrote right. down a list. I'm an author. <laughs> you know, well, now I videotaped myself <laughs> looking in the mirror. I'm a film director. <laughs> well, now that this guy is not doing um, Who is the, the, uh, the goblin. Um, oh, shoot. I, that's the only name I do not have. I was trying to think of. Because I, I say one thing when I see him, he looks creepy. Yeah, he does. Look it's creepy. like every time I think of Harry Osborn, I think about, you know, him looking like a version of one of the Archie comics in the original in the original Spider-Man right. run. And then as they changed him later on, they made him look. He still didn't look threatening. This no. in this um, preview, you look at him and I'm like, oh, well, I think that's always because he was never too look threatening. That was the whole point. Harry Osborn, unlike the Goblin, the Green Goblin, he was supposed to be your sympathetic villain. Right. Dane you know? DeHaan. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I he's kind of looks familiar, but I don't know what I know him from. But right. like, but Harry Osborn was supposed to look innocent, and that's why he was supposed to be shocked that he was all. You know, he could possibly be. Have a you villain. ever seen Chronicle? No. Oh, that's right. He was the one that went crazy. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, he, he just looks a little bit twisted, and so it's going to be an interesting movie. And, and uh, apparently, he was in, t- in True Blood. He played Timbo. Oh, he played uh, what's his name's brother. Right, right, right. Okay. Oh, okay. all right. Well, I mean, I'm excited to see where they're gonna go for but that. Didn't they also like um, again? You know, this is not giving away anything, but weren't th- weren't there some uh, nice little uh, potential villains in the uh, fr- in the trailer? Yeah, that, that, and it's funny. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say anything because we had mentioned it before. But I mean, they from what we understand, they show vulture wings. 
Yes. I'm so excited. I've never been excited for the vulture, but it's not that I care about the vulture, but the vulture wings are there. I don't know why I get excited. But I think because, because, because all of our nerd fantasies and nerdgasms we've had so many years, like, what if they do something like this? This is now coming true now, because now after the news a couple of weeks ago, we announced that, um, Fox will be doing a Sinister Six movie. Woohoo! So now they, they've kind of gave little hints when they showed the laboratory and they showed what it was the Vulture's Wings. It was what else? Doc Ock's arms. Doc Ock's arms. That's what it was. Yeah. So, so what, they're going to resurrect Doc Ock from the bottom. Oh, wait. Well, remember, this is a whole it, it's new It's a reboot. reboot. Yeah, it's uh, a reboot. Doc, yeah. Doc is not Sorry. dead. I got Tobey Maguire in my head. Oh. So, that, so that you must... cried after everything that, that was said? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you have someone in your head that's just staring blankly off? reading a card while he's doing his acting yeah wow he's not that bad he is he's i don't not. i don't hey, like him pleasantville was pretty good no i've heard that the thing is he can be good he wants to be good brothers was yeah. another one he was he was excellent in that the one where he returns from the war right you know that was good one thing i'll say before before we move forward is um tobe mcguire me, joe joey bags and i had the same argument he goes oh i thought andrew garfield was great and da, 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 da. i go you know what i liked andrew garfield as Spider-Man and how he interacted in the suit, his dialogue in the suit, because he was the Spider-Man that we liked. Right. You know, had little quips. Because Tobey Maguire had quips in his Spider-Man movies, but they weren't as funny. Yeah. Well, he, he didn't have a superhero voice under the mask. Not that Andrew Garfield is tough, but it just somehow his voice sounded too light for when he was doing the quips. Right. For Tobey Maguire, I mean. But I felt Tobey Maguire played a great Peter Parker almost yeah. better than Andrew Garfield. So yeah. I said I would write Tobey Maguire as... Peter Parker and I'd want Andrew Garfield as Spider Man well, when yeah. Spider Man is speaking parts. Yeah, well, I mean, well, Andrew um, Andrew Garfield's to, uh, Peter Parker just seems like he's one step away from having become the Unabomber. Like he's just, <laughs> he's too much of a show. He's too much of an outcast. He's not a nerd. He's an outcast. Yeah, and there's a difference. Absolutely, you know? yeah. And people are saying, oh yeah, it's the same thing. I like, know it's a difference. It's a big difference. But that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very good. What about you, MFG? I am looking forward to a movie. That has what no other movie has, and that is a talking raccoon. I want to see Guardians of the Galaxy. I oh, cannot boy. wait. <laughs> <laughs> a talking raccoon. Oh my god. Yeah. Who would who would have thought we would live hey, to see today? Hey, hey. He's not a raccoon, right? He's an alien whose species just happens to resemble uh, Earth raccoon. And it is very true. Alright. <laughs> Get it, it straight. Very true. Well there's well in that movie there's a couple of different people that are doing voices and, and yeah. putting out their their star power in this, huh? Oh yeah, I'm gonna run down the list pretty quick there and I'm gonna give you a little examples of where you may or may not know them from if I can. Uh, Chris Platt is gonna be Star Lord, of course you know from Parks and Rec, and he actually jacked his ass up. Like, I mean he went from looking like average guy to like I wanna look like that guy. Really? Yeah, like he jacked up. Uh, Zoe Zaldana is going to be Gamora. You know oh her from of course Star Trek from Uhura. Love um, Zoe Zaldana. Karen Gillan is right Nebula. There. Doctor Who, Amy Pond. Yes, yeah. the Doctor's always somewhere. Oh God. Uh, Bradley Cooper as the voice of Rocket Raccoon. Yes, that Bradley Cooper from Hangover, also from the TV show Alias, which people like to forget he's from, but I liked it. <laughs> um, Michael Rooker is going to be Yondu, and that's Michael Rooker is Merle from Walking Dead. Wow. Yeah, he's going to be there. Um, he's going to be Yondu? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I imagine an older Yondu because Yondu was spry and thin, and he was part of the original Guardians. Right, that's why. That's, that's not part of the team that's out now. Um, okay. Uh, Lee Pace is going to be Ronan the Accuser. Now, Lee Pace, um, you would know him from Pushing Daisies. He was a star of that. And also, if you just watched the last Hobbit movie, he was the elf king or whatever that guy would be in the Hobbit movie. Right. Okay. The one with the big, thick eyebrows. Yeah. Um, the one I, I, I was disturbed by, right? Right. Uh, Bernicio del Toro is the collector, and if you saw him at the end of the last uh, Thor movie, yep. um, but you also know him from No Country for Old, for Old Men and from The Wolfman. 
Glenn Close is going to be Nova Prime, obviously Fatal Glenn, Attraction. They got Glenn Close? Yep, Nova Prime. Um, that's going to be the leader of the Nova Corps. Um, so that's Fatal Attraction, Glenn Close from also 101 Dalmatians and The Shield. Vin Diesel as Groot. Yes, that is Triple X, right. Fast and Furious, Riddick. Groot. 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 I, I want to hear him say, I am Groot, different ways. I don't think he can act that well. I am Groot. Uh, and Dave, I am Groot. Dave Batista. Yes, I was waiting so for that WWE Dave Batista as Drax the Destroyer. And and Gigi, what? stop screaming. Because <laughs> <laughs> what's interesting about this, and it's funny how uh, how now Hollywood and wrestling kind of are in hand in hand. They're in marriage together, basically. Because yeah. when The Rock well, made his big push with the, with the belt... He just happened to have four movies coming out that year, and The Rock was a part-timer. Dave Batista has not been wrestling for five years, or three to five years. Wow. And he's back, coincidentally. He comes back next week to oh, WWE. Of course. There's no coincidence in that. I'm like, yeah. really? Yeah. Really? Well, think it's, about it. Both sides win. Is it really hard to see that wrestlers are actors? I mean, come on. It is. Oh, no, no. It's not hard to see wrestling act, wrestlers as actors, but to think that they coordinate their returns right. with. Because sometimes it just happens at the same time, you know, because wrestlers would work all the time. But now you're in an age where you have wrestlers who are actors like The Rock who will take years off at a time to do stuff and then come back and make little showy appearances. You mean Dwayne Johnson. He's the rock. <laughs> he ain't Dwayne Johnson to me. He'll always no, be the rock. You're saying. you're saying, you know, like this guy himself is actually formally retired. And now he's back because basically he's in a movie. Well, what was interesting <laughs> was he left the WWE to do to to, to, to to pursue an acting career. Failed. If you've seen any of the other movies he's been in, look at them. They're horrible. Oh, I'm sure. They're well, horrible. Well, he's a, he's a wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, he's not he's not you know doing Shakespeare. Yeah. You know? And I was like, okay. And then he went to do, do MMA and he fought one match and lost. Wow. So so it's not like you know he's been waiting on the sideline doing nothing. He's been you know actually doing stuff. But it's funny how. WWE picks him up once he's part of this Marvel movie. Right. And like I said, because both sides win. Um, you know, Marvel gets the free advertisement right. from him being there, and WWE gets to say, you know, even I don't know if they can say it, but they'll say it. be like, wink, wink, you know, this guy's in this upcoming movie, come see him now. They always do that. Oh, WWE, okay. if, so if any of the wrestlers are in the movie, they'll say, and they'll push it. Oh, well, and, they'll and even again, act. like I said, there's no harm for the from the studio. They're happy, right. you know. Absolutely. But, um, but people that are wondering, Guardians of the Galaxy is not new. They originally uh, came out in 1969, believe it or not. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, they're like, they're from a, they're, they were in Marvel's. Superhero team number uh, number one, I think. I think it was, or no, I'm sorry, it was Marvel Superheroes number eighteen. That's the issue that they appeared in. All right. Um, and like their original story, because again, none of the members that are in this movie are the original Guardians. The original Guardians were like the last members of their particular races that ended up getting together and having to fight the Badoon. I believe was their villain. Okay. Um, this one's now been rebooted. I think they rebooted in 2008 when they did a uh, Annihilation Conquest, and they just went along that line. And okay. for all those that don't you know, um, that don't know, quick summary is uh, somewhere in space, this group of ex-cons and uh, an Earther named Peter Quill, who that's the Chris Platt character. They are they're hunted. They're hunting for the Infinity Stones, and uh, along the way, they run into Ronan the Accuser, who's also a minion of Thanos. In this case, right? Yeah. All right. And that's coming out August first, two thousand fourteen. And it's a good way of of introducing the Marvel Universe into their whole cosmic line of yeah. characters. Well, Marvel's taking a big risk on this one because they're not that well known. I mean, right. even even their comic, the comic's doing well. It's not a bad comic. I've read the first, I think, seven issues. Not too bad. Um, but uh, it's, they're not well known. I mean, even amongst the comic book people, I mean, they know the name, but a lot of the comic book people aren't reading it. So they, this is a risk. Please, all they have to do is just, once they say Guardians of the Galaxy and then they show some trailers, flashy trailers or something, 
those brainwashed masses will be like, oh my God, that looks like a good movie. Yeah. I should watch it. I'm hoping so. Yeah, but it could either be a movie like um, some of the other movies that we've had that, that have been superhero based that people didn't know except for us nerds and now they love it. Yeah. Or it could be like Watchmen where people didn't read it and it was a good premise, but people didn't like it because it wasn't what they expected. And that's the that's the risk. Right. You know, They're like, oh, I'm expecting Superman and the Avengers and that kind of superhero movie. Right. And it's not quite that kind of movie. Right. I agree. So it's right. going to be interesting. Yeah. Ralph, Ralph, what are you looking forward to? All right. What so else? what I'm looking forward to is a reboot Uh-oh. of a classic movie. Oh, uh-huh. what's that? What's that? It's a movie. Uh-huh. Where <laughs> a guy. How many syllables? How many syllables? <laughs> Rhymes with. Three syllables. Mm. Three syllables. How does it seat in business without really trying? <laughs> oh, it's too many. I'm very bad at this. <laughs> it rhymes with Bobo Hop. Uh, Bobo Fett? Robocop. Oh, I was that's close. right. I, was I love the original Robocop. You have no idea. Well, you you might not like no, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I've seen like... the trailers. I'm not very sketchy about this. <laughs> well, in this new incarnation of Robocop, you have uh, Samuel L. Jackson is in it. Yeah. Is he Nick Fury? No, he's uh, uh he plays the the head of um what was it? Oh, so he's the Dan, Dan O'Hurley character, I guess, from the yeah. original movie. Okay. You also have uh what's this guy? He played uh, Gordon. Uh, Michael Keaton? No, no, my bad. Michael Keaton. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman? Yeah. Oh, wow. He's I love it. Gary. He's fantastic. Oh, yeah. man. Gary You can't go wrong he with He plays Gary the scientist that actually creates Robocop. Okay. Well, who is Robocop in this one? Joel Kinnaman. I know that name. Kinnaman? Is he from anything? Uh, I do know that name. To, oh, he's a, he's a Swedish actor. Oh. From... Uh, there's some Swedish movies. Oh, there. I remember from the Swiss Miss commercials. They were my. Th- he was good. The Swiss. He's he's commercial. He's Ameri- <laughs> I'm kidding. He's an American Swedish actor. He hasn't done anything that like you oh, might know. Okay. Of. All right. Well, what's, uh, what are they doing with this one? Or have you have you heard any more? Like, is it the same story? Or are they kind of giving a little twist? Or tell us about even the Robocop for those people out there that have not had the decency to watch such a classic movie. Well, in the old decency, version, go ahead. Great movie. In the old version of Robocop. Um, uh, Omnicorp is this corporation in Chicago that they're trying to build like the next great soldier for this stuff. So they try building robotic uh, policemen. Don't work because they don't have that human element. You have five seconds to comply. (laughs) (laughs) So then you have Alex Murphy, which is this decorated cop. He's like, he's super cop without the super, but he's still that good. You know, tragically he dies. So they want to use, they don't want to lose all that experience. So they put him into a robotic body and he becomes RoboCop. But being that he's human, you have that emotional factor. So they black out all his memories, but they keep all his um, police uh, Tactical skills. training and all that stuff. All yeah. that. But being how you're human, you know, things are unexpected. Those memory blocks tend not to work, so they come back in. And throughout the franchise, you see him, you know, in, in the main front, in the first one, uh, his wife and kids don't really play too, too much of a big part. They actually make him out to be like a stalker. Right. In this reincarnation, his family tends, uh, apparently is playing a bigger role. Right. I think in the trailer, you, I think it's the wife that gives them the consent. Yeah. Because yeah. in, in this Which one... is very different than in the other movie. In Bitch. this one, he's, he's critically injured by, uh, <laughs> by a car bomb. And so they and then they take him and they put him into the body. And this is more... This ain't your daddy's Robocop. This is a more badass kind of uh, Robocop. With. Not as stiff? Not as stiff. This guy is... Oh, she won't like that. He's quick. <laughs> <laughs> And, and he has a new look. He's uh, all black. Uh, all black, Mike. Oh, like, but it looks like, it looks wait, like, does he, wait, does he have a fro? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it always looked like blue steel to me when I look at the... the well, no, no, it's, it's, it's all Now black. it's black. I mean, it used to be blue steel. Yeah. No, no, but I'm saying, no, I'm saying like even in the tra- the new trailer... Well, well he, first, looks, no, he, he, he even, starts out like that and then you see them say... Samuel Jackson even says something like... Uh, I, he should have more stuff. Make him black. Yeah. And then you see them paint it and then he has all black. And I'm just like, that's about as original as, well, as Hollywood. He looks... He almost looks like a Cylon. Yeah. And he does, actually, yeah. But I mean, it's just... It's just perfect example to me of Hollywood just... He could have looked. I mean, granted, like Robocop. I mean, Robocop's Robocop, but I mean, he could have looked unique as Robocop look, or you can make him look like everything else, you know, by painting it black. And so it just, um, Michael K. Williams is in it. He plays. That? He plays Alex's former partner. Okay. He was. He was a little. Omar. Oh, so they're not going to be. It's not going to be a woman this time. No. Okay. He was little Omar on the wire. Oh, okay, okay. Then you got is any other big names? Oh yeah, Mike, Michael Keaton is in it. Really? Is he Batman? No, he plays the. the he's the CEO <laughs> of Omnicorp. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Oh, I thought that was the Samuel Jackson character. No, Samuel Jackson's like the oh the assistant, the host of like this uh, uh, host. He's like the head of a department for their their stuff. Oh, he movie. might be. I can't think of the actor that played in the movie. He might be the black guy that was in the original movie. Yet, yeah, because I think it was like, kind of like the right hand man to the uh, the CEO. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, oh no, wait. So it's... yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it says um, Pat Novak, host of the Novak Element. Hmm. He sounds Prom- like sounds like the Running Man, prominent supporter, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, I mean, the thing is, I'm like I said, I'm a huge and RoboCop fan. So. Abby Cornish plays um his wife, Clara okay. Murphy. Okay, you know her as Sweet Pea from Sucker Punch. Oh wow, okay, That's pretty cool. All right, remember yeah. Sucker Punch? Yeah, Shimmy. Oh god, <laughs> fucking Shimmy. Yeah. The only thing I'm afraid of is that uh, like when when RoboCop was made, and and I'm sure this one, I mean, like most movies, it'll have a point. But it just, I get the feeling from the trailer, and again, it's just the trailer, I know, that it's kind of lost a lot of the points of RoboCop, or at least I'm not seeing enough elements of what their new points are going to be. Like, when you watch the original RoboCop, the reason that they make him RoboCop was not just simply because they wanted to make a RoboCop. It's because Omnicorp owned the police agency. Right. Yeah. They didn't rent it out. They owned it. Yeah. And, cle- and they, it was very clear, Alex Murphy, not the RoboCop we're talking about, Alex Murphy was owned oh, yeah. by them. They, they, that's why they didn't have to consult his family because they said clearly he is our property. So you know this movie was very much about like um, ownership. It was about what makes a person a person. That's the whole thing about Robocop being able to overcome his his, um, his program and stuff like program, that. But yeah. it was also about the consumerism, the rampant the rampant consumerism, um, the com- um, companies taking over the world for especially for our most basic needs. Mm-hmm. There was so much of that involved. I mean and then and even like when you read The Dark Knight, um, and how you get like the quippy newscasters and stuff like that, that that was done in that movie long before The Dark Knight. I mean that it was just be nothing like like I think one of them was like um there was one commercial in the movie, I think it was in the first one, it could be in one of the later ones, but it was for like protecting your car and I forget what they called it. But basically you see this <laughs> this thief tries to break into this guy's car and he's just like this shot goes over this whole car and he's just shocked to death and that's yep. one version but then they improved it I think later on and so you see the thief get into the car and as he's trying to get the car to rev these pipes come up from under the car oh, and it yeah. sets the whole car on fire <laughs> I know? remember like that it's just, it's just a whole rip on our consumerism and our need to be protected and whatnot. You yeah, know, the one with like the, the sunscreen is like sun, uh, sunblock oh. something and SPF 9000 yeah it's just like Have blue it, paint or something like yeah. that <laughs> you know it was funny is that I mean, my friend my friend used to always like joke around what was the the, the commercial they had I'll buy that for a dollar. oh well that was a oh, TV yeah. show it was a TV show um, actor he's kind of like a Benny Hill kind of character mm-hmm. I'd buy that, that for a dollar. dollar yeah I, I totally remember that 
Yeah. It was just it was just a, such a great commentary on the human condition and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that I'm just hoping again, it doesn't have to repeat that because we have a lot more things to talk about. I just don't want it to get into just simply a we've made a machine cop movie, watch him take down bad guys. Right. The end, you know? And just to, just to kind of. Um, I just looked into it real quick. Actually, um, Dark Knight did it before RoboCop. Dark, oh, Knight, Dark Knight Return came out in 1986. RoboCop came out in 1987. Ah, cool. Very cool. So, but, but, but still, similar ideas. Right. And sim- the writing would have been out there anyhow. Yeah, yeah, because it was post-apocalyptic. Right. I mean, or at least that's the way they made Detroit look. Yeah. At that, it was Detroit, not Chicago, right? And then Chicago. It's Chicago, sorry. Chicago. Um, but it, it, the, I guess everybody had these ideas of that this was our future in the 80s, that we were going to go down and we were going to be, you know, burning in old pieces of metal and brick and graffiti yeah. and... A lot of people have the same idea. So, I mean, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, part of the points that made RoboCop, RoboCop might be lost in this version. Yeah. But, I mean, will that take away from how good the movie or how bad the movie is? Well, it'll, I mean, even if the movie is just a shoot-em-up movie, it still may be good. I'm just sad that, like, they couldn't have just... I'd rather them have, if that's the case, just make another movie about an officer that they made robotic and call it Autobot guy. I mean, I don't care what. I mean, you know. <laughs> Dramabot cop. <laughs> Dramabot. I like that. <laughs> Dramabot cop. <laughs> well, uh, RoboCop. The shoot 'em up movie that's coming out uh, this year comes out February. Oh, twelve coming out soon. February twelve. Oh, that's right. We talked about it was going to be around um, around Valentine's Day. Oh, Gigi, you know where I'm taking you? Yeah, <laughs> and we're coming with you. It'll be extra romantic. <laughs> Nobody, no, nobody's coming with me anywhere, <laughs> or showing up, or arriving to make sure we ca- we cover all freaking. Oh, baby, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, get out of the back seat. <laughs> Oh, there we go. That's the creep bell. <laughs> okay, I think I'm okay with calling it the creep bell. Just for the cover pedophiles and all that stuff. The creep no, bell. that's the creep bell. The pedophile bell's deeper. That's oh, the fuck. It's got the deeper dong. The, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was just looking to consolidate all these creepiness all into one bell. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've heard about the Robocop. Cat, what do you got? Uh, I don't want to take too much of your time, but I do definitely want to talk about a movie that they've been talking about for the past six months, and we've been scrutinizing. Oh. X-Men's Days of Future Past. Oh, that oh. crap. Uh, and the pause. <laughs> <laughs> and you like it. Blink. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, I'm actually looking forward to it because, once again... Um, here come the X-Men, X-Men saga and Brian Singer says I don't want to produce I'm going to direct so him and the person who was directing before the, who did um, oh what was the name of the X-Men movie before this one First Class X-Men First Class the, yeah because Singer produced that one Yeah, and he decided no I want to direct again so he became the director Nice. It must be nice when you have it that way. Yeah, Did know. he have one of his famous sex parties? Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, we've all heard. Uh, I didn't hear. Oh, well, then you need to hear more. <laughs> Get the wax out of those ears. <laughs> wow, okay. So so now they're, they're um, continuing with this this version of the X-Men, um, trying to cover the um, original storyline, Days of Future Past, but unfortunately for those who have read the book before, it looks like it's not going to be a lot of what we read in the book. No, in the I, movie. I, I mean, except for the most general plot line of somebody traveling from the past, I mean, from the future into the past, I think that's where the similarity ends right there. Yeah, because number one, they've already made, 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 it, they, they made it clear that, okay, we're not going to have Kitty Pride going back into the, into the past from the future to help save all mutant and mankind. Um, we're going to have it be Wolverine. Oh, thank God, because Wolverine is such a help. <laughs> well, I, at least they're going to go with the same thing where um, Wolverine didn't, the time that they're sending him, apparently in this incarnation, Wolverine 
wasn't with the X-Men. Well, it's Days of... I mean, it's the X-Men First Class. So yeah. this is where we already know that Magneto and Professor saw him in a, a bar oh, in yeah. Canada and then let him go. I mean, so right. walked away. So they know that the whole premise in the book was that Kitty Pride's mind wasn't shielded against telepathic right. attack. So the same thing would apply in this sort of incarnation. And, you know, you got the usual suspects coming back playing. You have Michael Fassbender playing... Fassbender playing um, Magneto. You've got our boy... Um, James McAvoy playing Charles Xavier, and also you have the old veterans of Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian McClellan playing, respectively, um, old Professor X and old Magneto. You shall not pass! <laughs> I wonder how much shine um, um, Sir Ian McClellan's going to have in this one, because in Lord of the Rings, we didn't really see him much. He, he was there, and like I said before, he disappeared, so I'm wondering right. if he's going to get more run here. Yeah, he's going to be like, oh, well, Wolverine, you just go to the past, I'll be over here. You just do what you need to do. I'm, I'm going to go handle my own shit, all right? But Sure, the world is ending, but I got to go handle my shit, all right? <laughs> I'll be back in, in about 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please take your popcorn break now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, but, of course, we've got people coming back from the old series. You've got Halle Berry coming back, hey. playing Storm. What wig will she have on this time? <laughs> Hopefully, she. I don't care about what wig she has. I care about what accent she'll have. Because that horrible... She tried to have an African. Well, she's accent. supposed to be African. I don't know what yeah, she had. Yeah, but when when you heard, it was like, what is that? That that, that Jamaican Irish Scottish brogue. I know. <laughs> I'm not it sounded like me trying to do a Jamaican accent. <laughs> that says a lot, right? Yeah, but, man. And of course, you know, I mean, you've got you know, um, you know, like I said, Professor X, and you got Wolverine and all these guys. But of course, you have Jennifer Lawrence coming back, and I keep forgetting that Jennifer Lawrence was Raven, aka Mystique, mm-hmm. before she did the whole Hunger Games stuff. Yep. yep. So she, so she's coming back, and I think she's a pretty good. She plays a pretty good mystique. Yeah. And of course, you've got the introduction of it. We talked about a couple of weeks ago about Quicksilver and um, Scarlet Witch being in both the Avengers new movie and the X Men new movie. Different actors, though. Yes. You have. Let me see. You have um, Evan Peters playing Quicksilver, and you have. Let me see. Do we have Scarlet Witch? I do not see her on my list. But I know right. there's two different actors oh, yeah. for... Are they both in this one? Because I know they're in the Avengers movie. Well, I have, right now, I only see Quicksilver for Days of Future Past. Okay. Are they going to be continuing their incestuous relationship? In the I movies? hope not. We talked about them before. <laughs> Oddly enough, though, I think something about, like, I, I think I, that... I don't know if it's Evan Peters or, the, or it's the actor in the Avengers movie, but one of them is somehow the Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch, even though they're brother and sister. I think one of the Quicksilvers is actually the wife of Scarlet Witch in real life. You mean the husband? I'm, oh, the husband, I'm sorry, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of, I'm like, well, that's just creepy right there. Well, well that's odd right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And so, Can so you, you imagine they're role-playing in, in, in bed? I'll <laughs> pretend to be your brother, and I'll pretend to be <laughs> oh, your sister. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where's the creep bell? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we should have a real bell on handy. <laughs> on hand, on handy. On handy. <laughs> Who's handy? Is that what you call it? Wow. Handy? <laughs> a handy? <laughs> oh goodness! You'll be ringing all day. So basically, you've got you know you've got this storyline coming. I'm pretty excited about it because I want to see how they're either gonna a make it fit this convoluted universe they have for X Men because you've got the original three and then you've got Wolverine's origin, the first one, right? Um, X Men Origin Wolverine, the first one, and then you've got um first class, first class. So now you've got all these different versions of what the X Men are supposed to be, and they don't. They don't exactly say, yes, we're, we're still making those movies part of continuity. But then there's parts where they're like, well, we're starting a brand new. Right, yeah. We it don't makes know. no sense. Havoc is Scott's younger brother. Yep. But yet he's older in first class. By at least a decade or two <laughs> as well. Yeah, you know? and Kitty, Kitty Pride is being played by Juno. 
No, and yeah. no, she, well, she, she <laughs> was Ellen Page before. Wasn't no, I know she oh, was okay. Ellen Page, but I'm like, it's funny because we don't see Juno. Right. Like, oh, Ellen Page. Like, oh, she's June. Oh, she's Juno. Oh, okay, that's that's different. <laughs> and then you got um, uh, Emma Stone. She's she was in Origins as young as a young girl, uh-huh. but yet in First Class she's already a fully developed old Emma Stone. Emma Stone? You mean? Uh, Emma Frost. Emma, Emma Frost. Frost. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm right, Emma Stone. Right, right. I'm like, she's Sorry. in Spider-Man. I was about to say, I'm like, it's not an actress. She hasn't okay. aged that much. <laughs> My bad. Right, yeah. But yeah, in, in Wolverine, um, Origins Wolverine. Emma Frost, yeah. Yeah. She, she was, was like a, a teenager girl, yeah. or whatever. And then suddenly she's a full-grown 30-something plus adult. <laughs> With yeah. an so amazing yeah. rack. <laughs> that was her superpower. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great superpower. I'll tell you that right now. You can't take my, your eyes off my breasts. Hypnotic <laughs> breasts. Oh. If I had a nickel for every time that's happened. Go remember ahead. Remember when I, I told you about the show Misfits? Right. There's actually a, a girl. There was an episode that had a girl who had hypnotic breasts. So everywhere she walked into a room, all the guys would just be staring at her tits. This, now, like... Around her nipples, where they just those those rotating circular <laughs> <laughs> <No>, spirals, <laughs> spiraling around. Well, I don't know. She always had clothes on. Ah, okay, that's, that's funny. funny. Okay, so so that's what I'm looking forward to. Mike, nice. when is it coming out? It's actually coming out. Where is the date? Good job, Cap. May May twenty third, twenty fourteen. Fuck you, Tech. <laughs> I don't I don't need the wonders of technology to correct myself. I know you're gonna go back and correct yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Mike, the finance guy. What else you got there that you're excited for this I'm year? I'm looking forward to seeing the world's most Famous kaiju. What? Godzilla. Exactly, Godzilla. Um, If you just FYI, um, kaiju is Japanese. It means strange creature or monster. And I'm Uh sure I'm butchering the word, but I'm also not Japanese. He didn't Uh, see Pacific Rim. No, that's all right. I saw it. I fell asleep during. And and also of interest, by kaiju is giant monster. So anyhow, we have that. <laughs> um, okay, so Godzilla, this is a remake, of course, and it's a redo. It's, we're ignoring the 1998 piece of shit that uh, Matthew Broderick had the nerve to make me watch on opening night with my friends and be disappointed for the rest of my life. You didn't like the little Godzillas breaking out of their eggs uh, and, and attacking them? I didn't like city? anything, literally anything about that movie. And then scaring them with high beams and driving a yellow taxi cab? Oh, that, it's just bad. You didn't it's like just that? Bad. It is just bad. So this is going back to the uh, 1954 original release, um, which uh, which actually was really funny. When that movie came out, um, before it came to America, they um, added um, was got Raymond Burr into it because there were no Americans in it initially. Like they like Raymond Burr is kind of like this reporter narrator right. guy in the movie. Whenever we see the version of um, Godzilla. But he's not originally in that movie. They just had to shoot him into it. I think they just thought Americans would accept it better if there was an American in it. Um, <laughs> That's so messed up. I mean, come on. We accept foreign people in our country? Yeah, well, not back, not back in 1954 we didn't. And then still call them foreign. <laughs> we, we still hadn't overcome someday yet in 1954. So they were pretty good with that. Um, uh, you know, Godzilla is like seriously owned by the Toho company who will sue you in a heartbeat for using Godzilla without their permission. <laughs> Oh my God! You Godzilla! Yeah, they they'll kill you in a heartbeat. They, I think they'll, they'll just ninja you to death. You know, <laughs> they'll ninja you well, to no, death. Wow! In New, York, in, New York, in New York City, here um, on Twenty Third between Sixth and Seventh Street, there used to be a sushi place called Godzilla Sushi, and they had the little Godzilla toy monsters. They would happen in the window, stuff like that. That lasted for I think less than a year, and suddenly they're now monster sushi because and they had a thing up there saying how Toho Company Limited contacted them and basically said, "We'll sue your ass." 
<laughs> you know, they don't play. Yeah. I just changed it to kaiju sushi or something. Like that. <laughs> but it's, it's, but uh, it's funny because I'm like they, they, they're doing a, the George Lucas. They're making sure to keep tight. You know, yeah. keep that copyright. Well, that's tight. their big thing. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they have other stuff, but I mean that and the whole everything that's associated with Godzilla is where their money's from. I mean, they don't really have much else. You know, good protection. All right. Yeah. Um, and just also, I'm, I'm coming up with nothing but Godzilla facts right now. Godzilla is actually a uh, romanization, and people kind of knew this from the 1998 movie of Gojira. But what's interesting is that Gojira is, and now we're going to learn a word here, boys and girls, is a portmanteau. And a portmanteau is a combination of words, like when you have Brangelina. Right. Okay, so Gojira is a portmanteau of Gorilla, which is gorilla, and Kujira, which is whale. So, so gorilla whale? Basically, yeah. It's just oh. an interesting part. I, again, nothing to do with the movie. I just think it's very interesting. And this useless fact has been brought to you by... <laughs> it makes sense, though, because he does come out of the water. Exactly. So, See? And it he... may be useless, but now we've all learned something. And oh, we, no, no, no. And, no, no, we've, no. Learned, and we've learned what portmanteau is. <laughs> and be sure to use it in your next conversation over wine. <laughs> so, yes, uh, I've created a portmanteau. I'd like to know if you have anything on the menu. Do you have spam? <laughs> spam is a portmanteau. Yeah. It's really spiced ham. Yeah. <laughs> all I got to say is anybody who's listening, please send us an email of if you ever use portmanteau in a conversation. And we'll send you a meanwhile 22 pages later t shirt. <laughs> oh, great. And then we'll be like somebody on film having used that. And now you're going to be responsible for getting a t shirt. <laughs> hey, all I got to do is take a marker and write it. <laughs> The t-shirt is actually in the works. Uh, oh, hopefully so, but we have to get a design for that. No, you got to change the logo. I do have to change that logo. No, you don't have to. Crazy. I love the logo. Con- uh, continue. But anyhow, so this is the second American-made um, studio production of Godzilla. All right. Since, like I said, the 1998 movie. Um, it's starring Aaron Taylor Johnson, who we would know from Kick-Ass 2, and the Quicksilver of the Age of Ultron movie that's coming up. Okay. Um, and it's also starring Elizabeth Olsen. Um, she will be the Scarlet Witch in the Age of Ultron. All right. And she's also going to be an old boy, the up, upcoming Spike Lee movie. Elizabeth Olsen, the Olsen twin sister? No, nah, I don't think so. That's well, Emily Olsen. Well, yeah. No, no, no. Because there are three There's three Olsen of them, but I don't know if Elizabeth is. Is she one of them? I'm not sure. It's funny. We have technology. Yeah. And we're, and we're, oh, we're while you're doing that. Yeah, and it also right is going to be starring Brian Cranston, Mr. Breaking Bad himself. Uh-oh. Also, Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, wow. Yeah, so and, he's going to be in it. And to answer your question, yes, Elizabeth Chase Olsen is the sister. So she's of, the third one. She's yeah. the third one. She's, she's the one that actually has talent and yes. doesn't look scary, like she's drugged out. Well, she's she's their younger sister. She's not a twin. Right, but she still could look scary. It's still, it's still genes. <laughs> you know. Or anorexia. Go ahead. <laughs> and uh, this, um, the plot summary, I'm not even going to do on my own. I'm taking this right from Legendary Pictures themselves. It is an epic rebirth to Toho's iconic Godzilla. This spectacular adventure pits the world's most famous monster against malevolent creatures who, bolstered by humanity's scientific arrogance, threaten our very existence. So wait, Godzilla's saving the world in this one. Well, and, well, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, though, Godzilla has always been saving Tokyo's ass after the first one, because in the first one, he really died. Okay. Like, you know, right. Yeah, you know, he technically died, and then they explained how they were mistaken. <laughs> you know? And we were wrong, he's alive. Oh, I'm sorry, you're dead. Yeah. What? But no, I mean, he's but, back. He, but he's not. I mean, he did become more of a hero, hero kind of person. But I mean, I doubt in this one he's going to be a direct hero. I think he's going to be inadvertently saving them more so than like this looks like a job for Gojira. <laughs> yeah. You just see him chilling in his cave at the bottom of the ocean. He's like, oh, popping in some tunes. Exactly. What do you think Godzilla would listen to, right? Um, just that. I think he's like goodness. What's you in the dumpster? We all live in the yellow submarine. Oh my god! Between listening to that and watching SpongeBob SquarePants, he's pretty much done for the day. (laughs) 
So anyhow, we'll be looking forward to that on May 16th of 2014. Okay. Um, yeah, so um, I guess, you know, I mean, we could talk probably on and on about all these um, movies that we, because there's probably movies and shows that we haven't even covered yet. Yeah, of course. I, quick honorable mention. Captain America. Quick honorable mention. TMNT. And a TV show mentioned Helix, which I just saw, and it was pretty good. All right. So um, we're going to um, take a little break, and we'll be back with, meanwhile, 22 pages later, after I get some water, because I just swallowed saliva, and it tasted like sand. I'm not giving him water. <laughs> <laughs> it can only be hazard, a book at a time. It can only be hazard, a book at a time. It can only be hazard, a book at a time. It can only be hazard, a book at a time. The question that is on everyone's mind. What's on Mike's shelf? Shelf, 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 shelf. Ah, we're back again for another episode of What's on Mike's Shelf. Mike has a large bookcase of nerd books. And, um, and we, statues. Oh, and statues. Can't <laughs> forget the statues. I, I didn't want to shout out your business like your, la- like your last name. <laughs> <laughs> what a change. It must be 2014. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see something new. There you go. So we have this, we have this um, bookcase of all these nerd books. And um, Mike gets to tell us, we pick one book on there. And Mike tells us why it's on there and what the hell is it about. So, Ralph, if you do the honors and spin the wheel so we can hear the wonderful clicker that Mike loves to hear. I would love to, Cap. <laughs> it's a new year. Couldn't you get a shorter spinner? What? One <laughs> <laughs> more. Ah, oh, there you go. God. And the lucky book is book number. Seven zero. We never hit anything like below Seven thirty. Zero. <laughs> no, never. I don't understand what's up with that. Well, it's a random number generator. It's not that random. <laughs> could, could we knock down the scale? <laughs> Is there are numbers randomly between one and thirty-two? <laughs> are there? Are there really? Come on. <laughs> All right. So, um, Mike, what's book number seventy on your shelf? It is volume one of the Fear Agent collection. Fear agent, okay. Not too, for, for those who are not familiar, I'm somewhat familiar, but for those who are not familiar... That'd be me. Uh, Fear Agent is written by Rick Remender. He's uh, currently doing Captain America and Marvel. He's done some other... Um, he's also... He's doing, doing Uncanny, Uncanny Avengers. Avengers as yes. well. Right, it's another one he's doing for Marvel. Um, it's his own creation. Uh, the Fear Agent is his own creation, and it's a fantastic story. It's uh, it's it's his version to uh, what he said was like how uh, science fiction was lost. Or at least kind of lost its stones of being science fiction. It's not so much that it's scientifically accurate. It's it's a science fiction space adventure, you know, or Earth and space adventure. Um, unfortunately, it's a time adventure. It's it's an adventure and a half. I mean, it's, a it's, time adventure yeah, too. There's time. There's clones. There's invasions. There's, there's a little bit of everything yeah, for everyone in the family. Hunter. Yeah, it's a, it's it's got an emphasis on action, adventure, horror, and more plot twists than probably scientific data. You know? Wow. But it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And this is volume one. Um, there are, I'm trying to think, well, including like a, they did tales of, um, tales of the fear agent and stuff like that. If I took those out of it, the actual story is only 27 issues long. Um, okay. And because though there was a little thing, it actually started out in Image Comics back in 2005 and ran for 11 issues and then Dark Horse bought it. So it took a little time between that um, and whatnot. And then after Rick Remender signed up with Marvel, there was a span of a year where nothing was written as well. So it took six years from 2005 to 2011 to write 27 issues. 
Wow. And and here we complain about lock and key. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm telling you, it is a fantastic story. It's um, you have this. The main character is Heath Houston, and he's a uh, alcoholic Texan, and he's a fear agent, um, and presumably the last fear agent. And what fear agents are is what this is what this ragtag last remnants basically of humanity decided to get together and call themselves when they were trying to fight this invasion force that basically wiped mostly all the humans out in I think the span of just a few days of invading because it wasn't just one race it was it's kind of I think it was two races came one came I think one came for us but then one came to stop them not on our behalf they just didn't want them to have us right. and and they didn't want us as people they just wanted something about our planet and then also a third race got involved and that's holy shit yeah, there's just, <laughs> that's yeah. when all hell broke loose yeah and um so then you know when he believed that everyone was dead including his wife and whatnot he just kind of went out on his own uh, became a bounty hunter because this was also our first when we were invaded it was the first time we ever found out there was life anywhere else in the world what a so tough we, way yeah, to find out yeah so we didn't have like you know we weren't already like in the, the the enterprise age where we had space flight or anything like that we only learned to do that by cobbling together things from the aliens that invaded us basically so things like that. Um, so we took their leftovers and then made it into ways of flying yeah. out in space. And, and nothing nice either. I mean, there aren't like, again, this is much more. It's, it's like rickshaw spaceships. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's very it's very put together stuff. But um, it's it's just got, it's a great thing because he's like I said, he's an alcoholic and whatnot. There's a lot of good jokes, a lot of good one-liners in there. Um, and he's just doing a job. I mean, he hates anything alien, you know. Um, but eventually he realizes that he is at first a pawn of all these alien races and what their long-term intentions are to eventually finding out that he not so i don't want to say that he was one of those like chosen ones i hate that kind of story where it's like it was always going to be you it's like no but he realized that he could play a part in resolving things um but i don't want to give any part of it away so this volume one collects i would say probably about halfway through it's 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 told in um stories so each book might have let's say three or four comics to each story so this one collects reignition my war and the last goodbye um it, but it's just like I said, it's great telling the artist is fantastic the art is uh who is the art on this one it's uh tony moore yes tony yeah. moore's work is great and there's also so jerome uh jerome Opeña as well but they're both great the the coloring is fantastic it's it's just beautifully done it's a great read and i am man enough to tell you all that by the time i read the last issue which will be well, either buy it all separately or when volume two comes out and you read the last part, which is eye against eye. Um, I cried at the very end. It, it, it's just so heartwarming. It's so sad. It's just everything. And I won't tell you why all those words are coming into play and more, but I did. And, and I was just telling these guys uh, during the break, the funny part was when I went to get the, uh, I saw the volume there, I was surprised because it's one of those that it's, it wasn't, it's popular with people that know it, but it wasn't, you know, majorly popular. So it's not right. like, of these big volumes, they're making billions of them. They're only making it like a few, I think maybe, I don't even think they made a thousand of the, 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 the wow. collections. Yeah. Um, or if they did, maybe just about that many. Um, so even at Midtown Comics here in New York, which is a major player, they were just like, yeah, whatever we have up there, we're not probably ordering anymore unless we see it kick in. So he goes, you should right. probably grab this. So I grabbed it. And um, so I was talking to him and the guy's like, yeah, I read it. I really liked it. And I said, yeah, I cried at the end of it. And uh, this guy's a really big guy. And he just goes, what, you cried at the end of it? I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah, I, my eyes watered a little bit too. <laughs> it yeah. is just really that good of a He book. probably had a waterfall coming out of his face. Oh, 
I, I saw him reaching for a tissue as he walked away. <laughs> just the memory made him cry. What, what I like is that I'm just, and I haven't even read it yet, but just the premise of it just sounds real, real. It's like, it sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds original. Yeah. And, and I, I thumbed through the artwork, artwork because I've been here before and I've looked at that book before and the artwork is just great. Yeah, it is. It's just, it's, it's what I would love to. I'm not saying I would like to draw exactly like this, but I mean, it's just so, so clearly and detailed and it's just, I don't know, it, the, the color palette that they use, it just, it feels like that, that the old style of being, I guess maybe Technicolor or something like that, being right. on the moon, like the, the blues are very blue, but then all the fades into the white, so you get these different shades of that, that these, these crazy oranges and greens and yellows that they use are just so alien. I just love yeah. it. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that if anyone who picks it up now should read it over a span of six years in order to get the same effect? God, no. <laughs> that was, I mean, that was really had to hold on, you know, because... There, I, I will admit the beginning is wonderful. The middle, it's still wonderful, but it gets confusing. It, 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 it's, and especially, and I guess I should say it gets confusing because of it took so long, not just at the end, but in the middle when they were trying to get it out, like I said, between the switch from Image to Dark Horse, and then there was a delay even in Dark Horse at times, so that it took a while even for the middle to get out. And the middle is confusing and it was even more confusing because you don't remember what happened because instead of it coming out monthly it was now coming out every other every third every fourth month so it was just getting hard to remember it all but uh the middle's a little bit um a little bit confusing but still really good and then the end is just absolutely wonderful the way they pull it all together because everything that they set up they eventually tie it all together because it starts out you're already in the thick of things and then the second part starts to tell you how it all began what happened on Earth and what led them out into space and whatnot, and then the end is the resolution, okay. in whatever manner that is. All right. Um, may I ask, do you think this is Remenda's best work? Um, in your opinion. In my opinion, of whatever it is, a hundred percent, hands down. Hands down, best. Hands down. All right. Yeah, and I think he's a good writer. I mean, I think you know, like any writer, you, you get in spots where I don't, I might be, not be a fan of your story myself, but I still like you as a writer. But this is a hundred percent, I think, his best writing. All right. So uh, there you have it. Um, Book number 70, Fear Agent, don't be afraid to pick it up. This is Black Doom, and I command all peasants to take delight in the three fools known as The Skipper, Mike of the Treasury, Ralph of Practical Science. Hmm? What? No one corrects Black Doom. I give you permission to address these lesser men on Facebook at Meanwhile 22 pages later, or on Twitter at Meanwhile 22. I will even allow you to view their website at Meanwhile22pageslater.com. And to show my benevolence, I decree you shall listen to their podcast on iTunes for free. And now you fools have my permission to continue. Because this jumbo episode of Meanwhile 22 feels like, you know, every every other five minutes we're going for a break. <laughs> <laughs> Food break, water break, piss break, bitch break, you know. Hey, we're only human. We have needs. You're only human. <laughs> <laughs> and Shout a damn good one at that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I mean Mike, Mike made some great food. I mean, you didn't do what you did last time, which was buy pizza for all of us, which was a really noble act for us. 
buy pizza. I didn't buy pizza at all. Really? Oh, no. We got a little sponsor for that day. Oh, really? Yeah, sponsor was fed in there. It was by Doughboys. Doughboys. Yeah, Doughboys Dough Boys. Pizza. And it was good, wasn't it? It was great. Yeah, yeah. that sesame seed crust. I was just yeah. about to say that. I'm not oh, a big man. crunchy crust kind of guy, but that sesame seed yeah. crust was, was really good. good. Yeah, it, well, that's what sold for me. Like, the first time I ever had it, it's, it's just, it's it's a thin crust without being like that wafer thin. But it's a thin crust, crunchy, and the sesame seeds, like I said, especially that you see on the ends, it's just like this little extra, I don't know, I just a little pleasure for me at the very end. By the time you're done with the whole pizza, you still got more to crunch on, you know? Yeah. That's just really good. And I'm not usually into that stuff, but I mean, having it that time, it was really good. And plus the combination of the sauce and the way the cheese, oh, it was good. Yeah. It's yeah. great. And so, you have to have the other stuff sometime too. They, they all their their pizzas are really good. They're not like just overwhelmed with just tons of sauce and stuff like that. They put a, a, enough sauce that keeps it moist and wet, you know, whatever. Okay, um, but then it's the cheese is on there, so that it's 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 enjoyable to eat. Like you don't feel too weighed down by the time you're done. And they do great. Like a they have a chicken parmesan, which is excellent. They do uh, fantastic um, chicken bacon with drizzled with uh, ranch dressing. Chicken bacon. Yeah, chicken bacon, uh, ranch dressing. Chicken just, bacon. Yeah, it's just all good. And their their eggplant pizza is excellent. And where is this place located again? In Not case too I... far from me, actually, I got to say. It's at um, it's on 31st and 3rd Avenue okay. here in Manhattan, at, which is four five, um, 451 3rd Avenue is their actual address. But they're right at the corner of 31st and 3rd. You can't miss them. All right. um, they've got this really, it's a shocking, it's a black and shocking neon green kind of a decorating thing going on in there. And they usually have some like funky music playing as well. All right. That's so a nice space, yeah. All right. And yeah, it's the um the cousins that are running it. Um cousins are Anthony and Marcus. They're great guys. You can see them. Uh, you can actually follow them on Instagram and it's uh Doughboys. That's plural. Doughboys Pizza. And you see all the pics of their food in there. Get a chance to see them. They're pretty crazy guys. Definitely hit them up. You can order their food online if you happen to be in their area for delivery. That's convenient. Yeah, it's on the menu pages. So I can't be in Brooklyn and order their pizza. Nah, unfortunately, not there. Damn but it. If, but if you're wandering around the city, go over and visit them. All right. Yeah. And if you see somebody in Doughboy, the tall Denzel Washington looking guy, don't worry. It's not Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't well, be a hater. Well, hopefully you buy, you buy some of the pizza. I mean, you, we, we get some more of that pizza soon because oh, it's really, really good. You have to have their Sicilian wings. Not Sicilian, Sicilian wings? Yeah. yeah, it's just that there's nothing hot about it. It's just like a nice, Ita- like deeply Italian seasoned wings. They're baked, not fried. They're just delicious. And they're big grandma that's meatballs. Just, Mike, that's just evil, man. <laughs> big grandma meatballs. Yeah, they are really good. I, I don't want to ask anything about their grandmother. But, you know. Whoa. I'll gently segue from that. that uh, that's just evil. But speaking of evil, um, I wanted to get into our next, our next segment, which is talking about something that, you know, people really don't focus on. I mean, one of the reasons we read comic books is to experience a hero saving the day against sometime, sometimes insurmountable odds. I mean, you know, we like seeing a good adventure. Um, with that being said, a hero is only as good or as fun to read as his villains are evil. Today, we'll be comparing numerous heroes, rogue galleries, and see if we can make a case on who we feel has the most formidable cast of evildoers. Bottom line, which heroes have the the, 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 the most... I don't know even how to say it. Um, I guess the the most toughest days <laughs> on the calendar. <laughs> like if like like if, if some serials sat around on a coffee table and they started comparing notes, who would have the bigger story? <laughs> right. This is excluding Batman because Batman don't count. Thank you for saying that. This is obviously exuding, excluding Batman because exuding Batman. Exuding. Excluding <laughs> Batman. Yeah, the cap is back. <laughs> So why um, are you excluding Batman? Because Batman's rogue gallery is, I mean, you know, even his 
minor league rogue galleries are better than some other people's rogue galleries. Really? The guy with the eyes on his all ten fingers? Oh, please. Kite, kite man? <laughs> Cat man? Yeah, but even... even Clock king? Even... Shall I keep going on? Yeah, yeah but... Uh, right, Calculator? And is, that from the, is that from the cartoon? Um, is that from the comic? Comic. Humpty. Yeah, but Humpty, they've made formidable... Tweedledee, Tweedledum. All right. <laughs> but Captain my, Toad. Yeah, but even Killer Croc kills them off. If you had to face Killer Croc at any point in your superhero career, you'd be a little bit like, yeah, you know, I had the toughest day. Fuck you. Oh, it, it is very true. I'm sure, like, you know, when Batman's complaining about Killer Croc and Superman just goes, yeah, so anyhow, about Doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's all Batman. That's all Superman has, Doomsday. Out, yeah, I know, I'm just making fun. <laughs> no, Batman does have a great rogues gallery. Absolutely, which is why he's not in this conversation. Sorry, Bats, but we can't include you in here. It'd be like cheating. So out of all the heroes that you... They ignored us. Dick! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> As somebody calling out for dick, we we need a button for that. <laughs> no, a button that says dick. Oh yeah, <laughs> in that exact way. I put it on my to do list. <laughs> well done. So, um, where did you guys come up with, in your opinion, one hero or team that has a pretty formidable rogues gallery? What's looking at me, Mike? Let me go first. Me? Um, I would just say it's that hero that we all wanted to be. He had, I think, an incredible rogues gallery. Plastic Man? Was... No, but close. <laughs> I, I think even after Ralph did that thing on Plastic Man, I'm still not clear who his villains are. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, the Ziploc Bag King or something? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Darkwing Duck. Wow, you really went off the reservation with that one. Yeah, I like that Darkwing Duck. Dark I am the knight. Yeah, they were just great. Who Also known as Drake Mallard. Oh my god! Come on, you love all the duck. I jokes can't even right lie. I, I did when all the duck shows came out. That was the I think the last one that they did. Well, that was a spinoff of um, Duck, duck Tales. Yeah. yeah, that was a spinoff of it because it was like just a minor character over there. Yeah, but Disney was doing a couple of things. They they had done Duck Tales, then they did Tailspin, and right. then they did Darkwing Duck. Yeah, well, Tailspin See, isn't really duck. Yeah, but it's still it's still Disney, and they took these Disney cartoons and made them a different story. As we, as we did with DuckTales. DuckTales. Please don't sing. <laughs> but there were 91 episodes, believe it or not. Of Darkwing Duck? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, it was, I'm like, wow, they were busy as hell. I love that show. I used to watch it all the time. It's a great show. You know. So, um, you know, so you got the Darkwing Duck, who, of course, is kind of like uh, his backstory and his costume were very reminiscent of uh, like Batman, The Shadow, uh, DC Sandman. He was uh, like Zorro. Yeah, he was bit. like a Zorro, Doc Savage, Green Hornet. He was just like all those kind of guys, you know, with his big old uh, brimmed hat and the flowing scarf. And, and the mask. And the mask, which I'm like, well, I guess there are other ducks, but probably still, it's probably you. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, just going down to some of his villains there, I loved, uh, well, there was Nega Duck, which was the evil version of him from mm-hmm. a different dimension. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's from a parallel universe of evil, which sounds quite like, which universe is that? Universe three. Yeah. Oh, my Earth favorite three. universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he led the Fearsome Five, and that had Dr. Uh, Reginald Bushroot, who was a scientist that was part, um, it's like part animal and part plant DNA. So it was kind of like Poison Ivy. Okay. And he was like half duck, half plant. Um, and his minions were Spike and Posey. Spike, I think, was like an orange mop top Venus flytrap. Mm-hmm. And then Posey was a vampire potato that whenever like she bit you, you would just get slow and lazy. You become a couch potato. Oh, God. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> um, you had the liquidator who was Bud Flood. Gotta love that. It was a dog that was a salesman. He mutated into a water hybrid villain like Hydra Man. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Megavolt, which oh, I love that. Megavolt, Megavolt was, right. Yeah, El- Elmo Sputter Spark. 
I love that name. He was a rat, and I just loved his costume because he had like his the a hat plug. was a plug, was yeah. the male plug, and on his chest was like the female receptacle part of the plug, yeah. and had a huge battery, like a big D-sized battery in his back or something like that. Oh, you know? I remember Megavolt. Oh, oh that was, they, they were all great. Um, Cracker Jack. Oh, Quacker yeah. Jack. Yeah, he was um he was an insane toy maker. He had a Harlequin outfit. He was basically the Joker. Okay. You know. Um and he already carried around that doll called Banana Brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um and then there was Foul, which was the uh the fiendish or organization of world larceny. And uh <laughs> you had Steel Beak, which was a twenties gangster, kinda like Jaws from uh the 007 series. Right. With a steel beak. Yeah. Hence the name. That. Uh, ammonia pine she was a former cleaning lady she inhaled some experimental cleaning fluids and then she became obsessed with clean and hates dirt which is sad oh because her God. sister is uh ample grime and she looks like uh she looks like a, like an old-fashioned like maid like, like what's, what's that um that worker factory woman Oh, with the, with the yeah Rosie the Riveter yeah Rosie yeah. the Riveter she oh like my Rosie. God yeah a, a chicken Rosie Plumpy Rosie yeah. the Riveter, like uh, a Rosie O'Donnell Rosie the Riveter. Yeah, you know her sister. Oh I lo- man, I loved her sister Ample Grime, who was just the opposite. Ample Grime. Yeah, and Major Synapse it was the military guy that uh, he used the Norma Ray. Yeah, oh. yeah, like that to give people superpowers, and <laughs> it was just it was just a great thing. I mean, other villains they had uh, Taurus Bulba, which was a bull. Uh, he was like a super criminal. It was played by um, oh uh, Doctor Frankenfurter. It was played by uh, Tim Curry. From the Rocky Horror Picture Show thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, he did the And also, there. he was Annie. He was Rooster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do I know that? I don't know. Did you um, mention uh, Morgana McFarlane? Mc, no, I had to come across that one. Yeah. I had forgotten about that one. She's the one. She's like a, a sorceress kind of thing. Right. And she would always try to like seduce Darkwing Duck. Right. I forgot She'd, about like, her. fall in love with him all the time. Oh, yeah. goodness. And Professor Moliarty. Because he was part mole, or he oh, was a mole, <laughs> and uh, you know he was kind of like um, Professor Moriarty, which is Sherlock Holmes' villain, and then Mole Man from the Fantastic Four. Right. You know, um, you know he was bent on plunging the surface world into the darkness. Uh, you had the brain teasers; they were hat-shaped aliens. Right. That when they got onto you, then they would kind of take you over like a puppet kind of a thing. Yeah. It was just I just thought an ordinary guy. I forgot I had forgotten until I was researching this on ordinary guy. Ordinary guy was from another planet, from the planet Mertz, and he was the only. I mean, he was the only human on planet Earth. Mertz without superpowers. Like, the whole population had superpowers. Um, and when he eventually one day kind of... So, like, basically the citizens spent all their time saving him. Yeah. <laughs> like, just all the time, you know. Um, but one day he just kind of vanished, but then he became a villain called Not-So-Ordinary Guy. Oh, my God. Um, and then he used some machines, stole all the powers from the people on Mertz, and became Extraordinary Guy. <laughs> stop. Just Stop. Stop. <laughs> But I can't even lie. I like I like how clever they were. They were they were great. I, I just love them. Like I said, I mean they're not the villains that we think of when we think of threatening villains. But I just absolutely love them. I thought it was just clever and just lots of fun. Uh, yeah, I would say maybe maybe not necessarily the f- most formidable, but they were pretty. You know, they they, they 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 bothered them a little bit. But I mean, so such clever writing, such yeah. you know, so much fun. Yeah, you know, the, nothing that. but fun. Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool, well done. Beat that, bitches. <laughs> Rt square. All right. So, when I was thinking about rogues, what better rogues than a superhero who actually has villains that are called the rogues, the Flash. All right. Dun, dun, dun. So, here you got Captain Cold, 
you know, who's your Mr. Freeze kind of guy. Who I always confused for Mr. Freeze when I was a kid. I was like, isn't that Mr. Freeze? And my cousin was like, no, that's Captain Cold. And that was like, what, that Leonard Snart? Was that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you got Mirror Master. Who, he showed up in Animal Man, right? In the comic book of Animal Man. Well, there, probably, there's been, I think there's two or three in yeah. Mirror Master. The original one was um, Sam Scudder. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Then you got um, the Weather Wizard. See, I was never sold on the Weather Wizard. Anybody, anytime you have a wand as your power... <laughs> Fuck no no no! You you you're the weakest link. Goodbye. Yeah. Well, he used to just wave it around, and uh, that was what Mark Martin. Yeah, yes. that was the weather was. Yeah, I can't imagine what you would think about Trickster then. <laughs> trickster, and I, but the Trickster, I remember that, or I remember reading the because they used to do the Secret Origins way back in the day and stuff like that. That was what James Jesse, mm-hmm. because he became a villain. He was a spoiled rich kid. He became a villain because. Jesse James was a bad guy, yep. so he became a, a oh. villain. That was his only reason for becoming a villain. And we complain about the writing now? Yeah. But then it was an excuse. And then he invented, like, the flying shoes, right? Or the air yeah. walking shoes. Yeah. The flying well, shoes. Well, they were air walking. You could walk on air. Oh, that's right. Okay. Oh, okay. Like right. compressed air or something like All right. that. It was, it was funny, though. Like, in the, in the animated series, they made the trickster seem like one of those supervillains that doesn't want, really want to be a supervillain. Right. Because, like, uh, and like the Flash, he would be like buddy buddy with him sometimes. You know, he'd be like, Oh, Trickster, what are you up to? I want to send you to jail again. All right, buddy, here you go. Here's a, here's a few bucks. Go buy a drink on me. <laughs> yeah, they just made him like that he was just mentally unsound, which yeah. he was. <laughs> <laughs> so then also you have the top. You know, oh, I love the top. I feel like we just saw him. Yeah. <laughs> when we were before the show, oh, that's we right, were, the Brave and the Bold. That's yeah. right. We were, just, we were just watching the top. Mr. Roscoe Dillon. That's right. You got your. Uh, Captain from Down Under, Captain Boomerang. <laughs> the original or the sun? Oh, wait, we're in New 52 now. Yeah. Well, I, I, I assume we're talking original. I just ignore that. That was Mr. Digger Harkness, which uh, I kind of love his name. I do like the name, but I, I remember watching Digger. him at identity, in an identity crisis that and how he, he gained so much weight. And, yeah. Yeah, and he had his son, and his son like, didn't respect him. As but the, he's back in the New 52, if you bring that up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. After, after, after that what wonderful series that he came back from? Oh, and was it... um. Oh, um, um, Blackest Night? Yeah. Yes, Blackest Brightest Night. Day is where they actually let him throw a boomerang and he got to live. Yeah. I That's all he had to do. Yeah. And the boomerang was to throw it at Dove and then, and then Hawk was supposed to catch it. Right. That was his job. But he missed it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is exciting. And he still got to live? Yep. Yeah. But he didn't do his job. No, no. He threw the boomerang. Oh, he threw it. Okay. That was, that was his whole... It wasn't the kill it Dove. Wasn't, it wasn't it was the kill to, Dove. It was just to throw it at Dove. Throw it. I'm like, you brought a villain back to throw a boomerang. <laughs> okay. There you go, higher powers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's his rogues, but you oh, also... Oh, you forgot Pied Piper. Oh, sorry, my Come bad. Come on, I like that guy. My bad. The Pied... <laughs> oh, my goodness, Pied Piper. And um, did they add any more any more villains to... Um... Oh, wait, you can add Gorilla Grodd to, yeah, to, to, right. to his... Li- he's not part of the rogue gallery. Yeah, no, he's, I mean, he's the, not part of the, the group, the, the rogues. rogues. Right. I was going to go into the next. Yeah. Oh, my, oh, yeah. my apologies. Just, just so one you... other rogue that was tossed in there was uh, Captain Cold's sister, the Golden Glider. Oh, okay. Which yeah, made the no, golden glider. She had these. She ended up with ice skates. They were ice skates that were razor sharp, but the ice skates themselves emitted ice, mm-hmm. so that in other words, she could just skate. Sonic. No matter what the weather. Yep. Yeah. So you got the shade, which I is, like the shade. Yep. This guy's master manipulator of shadows. Yeah. He came. He became really cool in. Um, oh, what was the guy? Uh, they did a reboot of his character by making it like a sun or something like that. Um, he had the cosmic rod. Uh, oh, fudge. And he's actually one of my books, probably. I don't know if it's one of the books here. Um, oh, I cannot think of the guy's name. Oh, 
Oh well. Something. I can't remember. Star Starman. Oh, Star Starman. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they actually rebooted his character. Um, not rebooted uh, the shade, but they actually fleshed him out and made him a really great character. Nice. You also have, you know, if you're mentioning the Flash, you gotta mention Professor Zoom. Unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, like you said, Gorilla Grodd. Uh, what else we got? We got Folded Man, which is like a, just a, pretty much a guy who's a paper and can make himself flat and fold them and fold himself into different things. <laughs> I don't know how. Oh goodness! <laughs> it's like uh, you went from formidable to, to, to like lame. What? Well, actually, I just realized there's a there's a rogue that you left off there. A big one, Heat Wave, the the counterpart to Captain Cold. I, That's right. I'm oh. just looking at you. and I'm going. There's someone. Yeah, Heat Wave. Yeah. yeah. My bad. No, oh, no, no bad. I just I just I just realized. I'm like, there's a big rogue in there. Not that he was a great character. Right. right. Another the, person with a gun that I'm like, the Flash can't just take your guns. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, it actually has a villain called White Lightning. <laughs> what, was he Moonshine? No, it was a girl. Was she Moonshine? No. <laughs> well, she was white, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. She, her power, she grew up in a trailer park. Her daddy had a distillery, but it became irradiated, and she then moved like Grease Lightning. Manfred Malta? Ooh, I don't know that one. Yeah. Razor? Mm, I know Abra- How about Abracadabra? Out of, all of, out of all of those, who did you know for sure? Oh, I knew most of the rogues. And, and Zoom and Gorilla Grodd and The Shade. Oh, yeah, Heat Waves right here. My bad. Yeah, no problem there. Yeah. I, I just love Rainbow it. Raider. The Rainbow Raider. I, mean, I actually own a the comic. The Rainbow Raider. Yeah, it just sounds like some kind of a gay bandit. How is he with a big fat? His uniform is just, yeah, it's a, just rainbow. a big rainbow. And it's he, like shoulder things. Yeah, like there's a, there a comic I own, and I can't remember which one it is. It's, it's still Barry Allen with The Flash. And. You see the Rainbow Raider is doing something, and then you see the shades on the other side, and it's tearing the Flash apart, you know, is the cover. And I'm like, really? I, I think, I'll, yeah, I think. Dr. Alchemy? Yeah. And the Fiddler? Which just sounds dirty right there. <laughs> the Fiddler. The Fiddler. I'm going to fiddle you. Oh. Rag- Come back again, you rogue. <laughs> Ragdoll? Wow. Yeah, the Ragdoll, the one that's with the what, triple jointed or something like mm-hmm. that. The lamest. <laughs> He's like, think picture Scarecrow, but with red hair. See, you went, you went from like, I'm telling you, went from formidable to lame. Is that the way you went? Because it was just like, yeah, Gorilla, Gorilla Grodd, Heat Wave, and then you went to all these obscure but, people. And like, but at the same time, just like we did with Batman, you can only go from really great to lame. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you just go for every for every Joker. There is like, you know, Kite Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> Kite Man! Oh my God! And uh, according to this, Star Sapphire was also one of the. Um, Flash's villains. I guess she made an appearance or something. Probably so, yeah. Star Sapphire? Yeah, because that would definitely be the and green... Have Atlantis. you heard of The Thinker? Well, I'm thinking of Marvel, The Thinker. I'm yeah, not thinking of Flash. DC. Right now. But there was also there, another... What was, I think I wrote down the lame Flash one because I was thinking of doing the, the Flash eel? for a while. Um, there's the eel, but... There was, oh, there's a... There was one that really got me and I can't think of his name right off the hand. Well, one of actually... like He's a lame Flash character, but I liked Murmur. Okay. Murmur was a serial killer that yeah. like, he couldn't stop talking his crimes. So eventually when he was in jail, he cut out his own tongue and sewed his mouth shut. I'm like, yeah, but you still have a superpower. I'm not understanding how the Flash <laughs> has a hard time getting you. You know, what's, what's his, oh, He doesn't have a superpower. No. Yeah. No, I think like somehow he's immune to certain uh, like poisons or something like that. But I'm like, that doesn't come up very often. Turtle. The, I was just about to say there was a guy that, that was, he had all the slow power. And that made no sense. I'm like, wouldn't that make you easier to catch? <laughs> According to this, there's also a kid zoom. Yeah. And there's one that's called the rival. 
Ivy that Moon looks, or, he looks it's like, like in Jay. Shadows or something like that. He looks like um Jay Garrick the Jay Flash. Garrick, yeah. But it's like all in black or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I've read about him once. I'm wondering how many of our listeners are like, oh my God. <laughs> how dig did how deep did you dig for this? <laughs> oh man, I am so fucking dirty with all the dirt that I dug up on, on this thing, man. <laughs> did you run across Peekaboo? Yes. Yeah. And plunder. Now I'm going to ask the, the cap who doesn't know you don't know who Peekaboo is, right? No, I don't. I'm going to ask you what race Peekaboo is when I give you her first name of Lashana. You would usually go with African American, but something tells me she is Asian. No, she's African American. Okay, I was just testing. Okay, that was a curveball. No, the fact that they went out of their way to name her Lashana—they could have named her Monica, right? Lashana. Lashana. Oh, and she is black. That's right. It's crazy, right here in this picture. She looks like a crack addict. Yeah. Oh yeah, she looks horrible. I've seen a picture of her. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. All her, right. Yeah. Okay. Well done. All right. Um. See now. And she's I don't, wearing inline skates. <laughs> I don't know whether to go with the obvious choice of, of, of a rogue gallery that, that could top those two or something a little bit more obscure. I don't know. Okay, let's do it this way. Let's get, let's get Spider-Man out the way because Spider-Man shouldn't be in this conversation either because Spider-Man is the equivalent to Batman in regards to rogue galleries. Yeah, okay. except, except he has a, think, a longer, better rogue gallery. Like Batman's rogue gallery, I find, falls flat fast. Like they have, a, like their starting lineup is great, but then once you get to the subs, you're like, oh, yeah, like yeah. Batman. I mean, again, I'm not putting any thought to this. I'm just making out a number. I mean, you get like five in, and then you're like, you're running out of. I would, steam. I would say ten in because you could say, you say, um, Killer Croc, you say Catwoman, you say Joker, you say Riddler, you say um, Two Face, Penguin, Two Face. I was, I was trying to avoid yeah. the Penguin, <laughs> Penguin. Um, Deadshot's not really a Batman villain, is no. he? No, he's not. Um, what's Bane. His, well, oh, I don't really like Bane. But okay, no, I Bane. don't like him either. But he's there. Poison, Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. Right, and there's, and Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. So, so I would even say nine. ten. Right. That's nine. That's nine. Um, what's his name? Um, the 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 serial killer who keeps keeps marking oh, himself. Not Zach. It's something close to that though. Yeah. Um, Zach, Azaz. Um, whatever his name. Azaz or something like that. He, he's the he's, he's the, in the very first um, Batman Arkham. Video game. He's the he's the very first villain that cuts yeah, himself. He's like Zaz. Zaz. Doctor Zaz. Well, oh yeah. So so already you have you have nine, almost ten. So I, I would say even right. we can even go ten deep. But you're right. After those ten, what about Anarchy? And and we go on Spider Man. Because <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man. I mean, but Sp- like Spider Man. I feel like if I kind of felt like it was kind of like Batman's list, you can go ten deep with Spider Man. Probably so, because yeah. you can go Green Goblin, right? Hobgoblin, 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 Ve- Hobgoblin, Hobgoblin, <laughs> Green Goblin, again. Green <laughs> Goblin again, Venom, <laughs> Venom, Venom, <laughs> Carnage. Right. So wait, wait, wait. going back seriously, though, we have Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, Venom, Carnage, Craven, Craven, Doc Ock, Doc Ock, Vulture, Lizard, Vulture, um, Shocker. Shocker. Electro. Electro. Rhino. Rhino. Sandman. Sandman. Oh, how can I forget yeah. Sandman? Yeah. Um, you already got past time. Right, we're at 12 now. That's so, what I'm saying. Like, his wrap up a lot faster. Yeah, but then I'm you not have, saying oh, Rhino. We didn't even get to Rhino I, yet. I said Rhino. Oh, did you? Oh, Doc Ock. Scorpion. I said, scorpion. I said Doc Ock, but Scorpion. Molten Man. Molten. Yeah. Molt, oh, yeah, Molten Man. But see, I think about, like, some of the. the I'll take him back. I'll take him down to another tier. All right, but. but, but did but, you but, say but, Kingpin? Def- what? Kingpin? Kingpin, he's yeah, I guess he was originally, but he's also yeah. the guy that I was gonna mention next, which was um, Daredevil. Daredevil, I think Daredevil has a really good. Um, you really are <sighs> on Daredevil. Cock. Oh, I'm sorry, Daredevil. I think Daredevil. I mean, <laughs> you mentioned Darkwing Duck. I can mention Daredevil. <laughs> I, 
you know what? I, but I, th- I think it's kind of like Superman also. I mean, like Batman, Superman's real gallery sucks. Oh, my God. You you go down one deep and you're like, all right, everything else sucks. I think that should have been the thing we talk about. Great heroes that have sucky rogue galleries. Dark side? That's it. It's like Dark Side, Luther. Doom, doomsday. Doomsday is horrible. Lobo. 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 Don't ever Lobo. Don't ever get me started on Lobo. <laughs> yeah, Lobo's not even supposed to count in this universe. So Lobo doesn't count. Mitsoplistics? Uh, mix mixed pickle. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, go ahead and say that. Mofos. <laughs> yeah. He's he's lame. He's another lame one. Um Bizarro, Toy lame. Toy man. Lame. Parasite, lame. Lame. Um Bizarro, don't get me started. <laughs> oh, what's his name? Um the the one oh shoot. Solomon Grundy. Lame. Was he Superman villain originally? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, was that oh, was that where he came? I don't from? think he was originally Superman. He might have been a Batman villain. Yeah, originally. that's what I'm, I'm not sure. You like to look it up, but I'm not sure. Yeah, either. but I mean, even um, Mogul. Oh, don't Mongol, don't get Mongol, me started. Mongol, with, sorry, don't get me started with the space villains of his. I, I don't like. I really like. I said, I'm not a fan of his, his and, rogues and, at all. And that actually should have been the rogue that. What about um? What's this chick? The electric girl. What's this? Livewire. Oh, that's. Was that actually in the comics or was that TV to the comics? TV. Was it? Oh, okay. I think it was TV to the comics. But I mean, I, I think Daredevil has a, a, has a has the same problem as Spider Man and Batman. You right. have go um, Daredevil. You have Bullseye. You have Kingpin because Kingpin is his enemy. Okay, right. sure. you have Typhoid Mary. Yeah, I you like ha- Typhoid. You you have Elektra. Right. And then Mike and I were talking the other day about this, and we were kind of shooting the shit. And Mike was like, "Yeah, you. I'm not sure if you. Oh. Yeah. So I think we, you know, there's, there's a couple of people you're missing." I'm like, well, like who? Like Stilt Man. Yeah, okay, but you see how quickly you went down. No, 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 no. But I think what, no. What I'm saying is, when you said right. that, you were bringing up that his rogue gallery is not that great because you're like, yeah, no. Don't forget Stilt Man. Don't forget um, the owl, a man that is can't walk and uses telekinesis to fly around. Yeah, man. He, well, he can walk, but he has like braces on his legs. Man bull. Yeah, man bull. Um, oh, was it, there was another. Oh, Something. When you said when you said uh, Typhoid Mary, it made me remember someone. But who's the guy Bushwhacker? Bushwhacker, yes, that insanely stupid character. You know, um, I, I was thinking of, of also. I mean, Electro. He actually fought Electro a couple of times. Yeah, Echo. Echo, right? Um, Gladi. Oh, no. Wait, let me guess. Echo. This guy manipulates sound. It's a woman. No. Um, what it is, you know how? Of course, he's blind. She's deaf, but she can mimic um, his fight. She mimics anything she can see. So she's basically like the Taskmaster. Yeah. So, so you, but usually, my head. but yeah. some of Daredevil's villains, you could look. I mean, also some of them are Spider-Man villains, like Doctor Doom's on the list. Yeah, um, which Doctor Doom is like really Fantastic Four. Yeah, but, but but in all honesty, I think at one point when Doctor Doom is going off on his tirade about how great he is, someone just should just go like, "Hey, remember Daredevil that you couldn't beat? He's blind. Just wanted to toss <laughs> it out there. Anyhow, go on with your your tirade. <laughs> and how would Doom react to that? <laughs> um, Ignore the man that just. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much else you could say to that. Doom was not defeated. I'd let him go. I just got tired of him. I knew he was blind all along, and I I thought it wasn't a fair fight. <laughs> um, but I, I thought I mean I, Doom is not is anything but fair. <laughs> well, not when I well now now that I'm speaking about it now I'm like okay well yeah I guess you know Daredevil kind of falls flat you know after the top five yeah but one one group top four. <laughs> but you can but if you and if you put the hand as a villain, which they are, okay, the true. hand is 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 a daredevil villain. That's true. The one the one thing, and I'll end it off with this: the one group of people that have the most um, interesting and formidable rogues, 
What do you think? Of the formidable? I'd say the X-Men actually has really good ones. Exactly where I was going to go. Because I was thinking Avengers and I'm like, no. 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 no, Hell no. No. They've got all those lame old, old, when I mean old, I'm talking about from his original run of Captain America villains spiced in with some other crap that you don't care about after a while. Because when you go X-Men, I mean, you go with, first off, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. In right. any car- well, well, most so then, right, so then you're going down to Mastermind, the Blob, Magneto himself, Liz, um, I'm, I'm Frog, uh, Toad. Toad. Toad, sorry, Frog, Toad, um, um, the Vanisher is another one of the old time Myst- Mystique, Mystique, Juggernaut, Pyro, um, Avalanche. So, so you have a bunch of guys who you know by themselves can the probably living give- monolith, the living monolith, right? Yeah. Um, you have you have these guys that by themselves can kick the X Men's ass. Apocalypse. 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 Yeah. Apocalypse and his and his original um, four horsemen of of. of Apocalypse. Apocalypse. <laughs> of, of Apocalypse. <laughs> I feel like Mike last week when he, or Mike two weeks ago when you talked about um, Darkseid, you called it Apocalypse. Yeah, keep calling. But Apocalypse. I'm like, oh, it's so Apocalypse is the planet. <laughs> How hard is that to understand? My God. But even Magneto by himself is another very formidable enemy. Yeah. I mean, the Hellfire Club. Oh, the Hellfire Club. That's right. So that would be Emma back then. Um, Shaw, right? Um, Sebastian Shaw, Sebastian Shaw, um, uh, Pierce. That was the the cyborg. That's right, Pierce. And who uh, Leland, who could change the gravity, and he made that mistake on Wolverine as Wolverine's falling to him. I'm like, oh, your ability is to decrease gravity geometri- geometrically on the character. That wasn't wise. As he's falling at you, <laughs> a guy <laughs> with who, his with his his uh, claws out already. Sneaks. and a guy who already weighs close to over 300 pounds or yeah. something like that. Yeah. He wasn't running, that's for sure. <laughs> also, oh, what was their name? Tessa. Oh, Tessa, okay. Right when she used to be a villain and became a hero-wise, her name is? Don't know it right it's now. It's an herb. Sage. Oh, there you go. Sage, sage. sage. I remember because in, in Extreme <laughs> X-Men, she became taken. Sage. Right, right. Because right. um, weed was taken. <laughs> weed. Weed's always taken when these books are made. Uh, <laughs> Tessa, what is your name going to be? Marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> And she knows uh, she'll be like, I think my name should be Mehuana. <laughs> what? Or Cambus. Cambus. Also, even another group that, that, that was formidable um, against the X-Men, the Reavers. Mm-hmm. With Lady Deathstrike. But they were horrible, though. I hated the Reavers. Really? You didn't like the Reavers? It was also when the, it really started going bad. The writing started going bad down that. Well, the artwork already had gone bad by time that point in the X-Men's life. But that was happening with most of Marvel's comics during yeah. that late 80s time period. But um, I don't know. I just didn't. I, I don't know. They just felt cheesy to me. Okay. But that was also during that whole, that led into that, that siege perilous. And then they were, no, they all died and they came back as legends. And that was just horrible. Oh, that that's right. What'd you yeah. think about the Wendigo? Wendigo. <laughs> that, it wasn't the first, the first issue of X-Men I ever bought um, as a kid, bought with whole cover and everything. I think I said was issue 144 and they were fighting Arcade and Doctor Doom. And that is just fantastic. Um, but, Going back when I started buying older stuff, you know, this because it's an older time period, so even the older stuff it was expensive, but it wasn't as expensive as it would be today. One of them I bought um, was I can't think of the number now, it must be I can't think of what the number would be on it, but it's it, it has to be somewhere before the Phoenix, before the Phoenix is done, somewhere about maybe the late 30s or somewhere in the 30s. And it's Wendigo is rushing onto the cover and you see Nightcrawl and Wolverine, you know, basically getting kicked. That was like the greatest thing in the world. It's oh, just this, this That's that's included in uh in Days of Future Past. Oh, is it? Yeah. They actually include that one. Wow. That's oh, impressive. Yeah. I mean also thank you for mentioning that. Sentinels. The Sentinels themselves. Sentinels. Yeah, um that's right. you could even include even you can go so far as saying the purifiers. Yeah. The you know the purifiers yeah. the purifiers oh, and Sabretooth. Uh, 
Saber Two. Saber, Even oh. though he originally appeared in, oh, don't know that book that everyone has read. What book? What that book? book that no one's pretty much has read. But he originally. I don't. I'm trying to think if it was actually the joint one or if it was one. But he appeared in Heroes for Hire. He appeared in Heroes for Hire. Yeah, it was either the joint book or it may have been Iron Fist itself. But it's one of those range of book yeah so he appeared there but he ended up being wolverine's arch rival and yeah and an, yeah, an x-men pain in the ass yeah i mean cameron hodge that's right oh cameron hodge cameron hodge extinction agenda one of my favorite series and he's also uh, the man that took what from what hero of the x-men what did he take he, t- he didn't he take angel's wings exactly that was horrible man yeah well, oh, he had well, well, he had him impaled right in yeah. x-factor number I can't remember the X Factor number. Well, it was during the Fall of the Mutants, right? Right. Yeah, and they, yeah, they oh. had, yeah, they had to have Angel is in, he's in the Morlocks tunnels, and the, the X Men are trying to help because the Morlocks are being killed off, um, by, uh, by the, what was the, the name of the group? I know it was like oh, uh, a Cameron Hodges group. I can't yeah, remember. It was ArcLight and um, the guy that Whirlwind and uh, Machine Smith and all these people. But I can't think of the, the, what they called themselves. But they were the Marauders. Out. Yeah, the Marauders. Thank you. The Marauders. Um, and Harpoon and stuff like that. And uh, Scramble, who could change your abilities. Um, they, were, they were just murdering the Morlocks, just left and right. you know. And um, so the X-Men are down there. They're trying to fight because this is when Storm was still in charge of them. Okay. And uh, so they're down there. They're trying to fight. And at one point, Angel makes a turn because he doesn't have a lot of flying room because he literally has like a 16-foot wingspan and they're in tunnels. And he just makes a wrong turn. He gets caught. And you see the Harpoon literally has Harpoons. And he nails him to the wall, and you just see he's held up by his wings. wings. And Cameron Hodge, which we didn't know at this point, Cameron Hodge was like one of his best friends from college. Um, he was behind all this. He had Angel taken from there, and then they cut off his wings. Which is why, you know, um, he ended up turning into later on Dark Angel. Dark Angel. Yeah, with the steel wings. Yeah, because yeah. then because then Apocalypse offers it like Apocalypse does. He goes, hey, you know, I'll give you back your mutant abilities if you work for me. And he becomes death. Yeah. And he wears a yellow mask with that whole blue outfit with the steel wings, but his face was yellow. Fate made no fucking sense. Yeah. But it was real cool because he had these steel wings and he sliced people and he'd shoot these little like daggers. But then talk, what, talk, talk, what talk, was talk. it when the, the steel wings fell off, his real wings were shooting? No, 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 no that, that wasn't did, until much That wasn't until much, much, like, much Like maybe later. what, five to, not even ten years ago, but maybe five, six, seven years ago. I would ago. say maybe five, ten years from that moment. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, right. I, I won't say from now. I'll say okay. from, from that moment in Fall of the Mutants. To when um, I'm sorry, from when Apocalypse gave him back his wings, I'll say five, ten years, ten years easily right, from okay. there. Right. So it was a while before they did the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So there and you have just it. To oh, so, real go fast, ahead. I just want to clarify: it was Iron Fist number fourteen was the first appearance of Sabretooth. Nice catch. Yeah, nice catch. Okay. okay, there you have it. If we had a rogue gallery contest about what they call what the biggest dick contest, <laughs> the X Men win. Yeah. <laughs> on the go all right you know what we're doing i give quick questions they give quick hang yeah quick hangovers <laughs> Man, i thought he said handcuffs you know what i haven't drank in so long maybe that's what it is so let's try that again he's I detoxing gi- <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> i give quick cut questions the they give quick answers on all things geek and we never make it under a minute but we try anyway where's that timer <laughs> oh what's funny is ralph has a um, everything set up so that I don't need the timer anymore. Oh, so basically You're... Ralph is making sure that we don't need you very much longer. Oh, you wish. You wish. <laughs> I make sense. Doctor Who all the time, baby. Yes. <laughs> Cap gone by episode 19. Show canceled by episode 20. <laughs> Bow ties are mandatory. That's right. And all right. All right. Are you guys ready? We're ready. All right. And um, 
you'll see how, how it's going to work now. Ready? And go. If superhero teams existed in, a, in our world, which would be most likely to have a reality show? Ralph. I'm sorry, the X-Men, the Avengers, or Fantastic Four? Ralph. Probably the X-Men. You do like a real world X-Men kind of teenager thing. That'll work. All right. I think you need to hit the creep bell on that one. <laughs> oh <my> um, <laughs> the Avengers would have one because they're just dysfunctional enough to do it. <laughs> okay, cool. Well done. Um, which Avenger do you feel is the weakest link? If you could actually consider it the weakest link. Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, or Captain America? Mike. Anybody that can be accidentally frozen in ice for about six decades... Captain America. Wow. Because <laughs> his name is Cap. <laughs> Ralph. I would have to say Iron Man. I mean, this guy's ego is bigger than anything. I mean, come on. Really? He's going to lead his team to ruin. <laughs> By the way, a Cap thinks the Hulk. Um, which oh, hero- I don't want to be you. <laughs> <laughs> which hero family dynamic... Smash. <laughs> which hero family dynamic is more dysfunctional? Having mutant creating children using their powers, a la Scarlet Witch, raising your enemies' sons as your own, a la Aquaman, or realizing your father is your son and your son is your father, a la Longshot and Shatterstar. Ralph. I would have to say Longshot and Shatterstar. I mean, come on. Your father is your son. And your son is your father. And your son is your father. <laughs> <laughs> okay, time is up, but we're going anyway. Mike? Um, I will say that nothing... I mean, it's been proven completely by every Greek tragedy. Raising your enemy's son as your own, it's never going to work out. <laughs> Ever. Cap will go on record and saying, yeah, Scarlet Witch, because you know what? Um, think about all the times you got made fun of for having imaginary children and imaginary friends. <laughs> Scarlet Witch, yeah, you, you, you fell a little bit off the deep, and you created your own children? That's crazy. That's not imaginary. What are you calling Wonder Woman? She was created. Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. She once was a little green girl of clay. Oh. <laughs> Gumby. That's what I was saying. That's Gumby. <laughs> and last question. In the Batmobile, what do you think in the Batmobile when he drives to or from a mission, what music or song is the Dark Knight listening to? Ralph. He's pumping dubstep. What's up with you with dubstep? I don't know what the hell's up with you. Oh. Because, you know, my heart, it doesn't beat. It wobbles. Wow. You might want to see a doctor about that. (laughs) Mike? I say going to a mission, he's doing Ride With Me by Nelly. (laughs) Yo, it must be the money. And I think coming back back of a successful mission, he's doing the Do Re Mi song from uh, Sound of Music. You just know he's feeling good. You sure he's not singing I Feel Pretty? I I was actually going to say that he was doing that too. I think that's just in the cave. He switches it up. Well, he does that in the cave when he's changing outfits. (laughs) What's funny is that I think from a mission, it's probably something like rapper rapper R&B to kind of wind him down. But I think actually... He probably has access to the Batman soundtracks that he like lent out his rights to. <laughs> so when he's when he's in the car, dun, 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 dun. Maybe he's not dancing to like the, the the Prince song from the Batman movie. Oh God, I hated that song. <laughs> Though I know the the bat the, dance. Yeah, which was funny. They said that um, Prince didn't even know anything about the movie, and he just wrote the song. And wow, that's shocking. <laughs> wow as Mike rolls his eyes <laughs> uh, so there you have it um, another great episode with you guys and, and with you the audience um, a long episode a jumbo size not long oh like, I'm sorry jumbo size jumbo size, jumbo size. Oh, I, or to do it in the comic book way that Cap would not be familiar with man size wow <laughs> it's a giant size man thing because I'm an ultra man <laughs> <laughs> and on that note we leave you so Mike the, on behalf of Mike the Fine guy and Rob the Tech 
This is The Cap saying keep it geeky, and we'll see you probably next time, but only for an hour and a half, not two hours. Bye.